Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier and flagship podcast of Alarm Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. I've got a fucking treat for you guys. Tanya Watson's back. So myself, Nick Dahl, and Tanya Watson. I'm the treat. Formally, huh? You said you had a treat for them. I'm the treat. You're the treat. Yeah. Yeah. No, Triforce of Geekdom, baby. Wow. The fifth That's beetle. Boring. Hi, everybody. Like Triforce, the fifth beetle. That's like Triforce of Geekdom. Little the fifth metaphors beetle? there. 15. That's three and five. That's fifth. It's eight and 15. That's numbers. Maths. 35 times seven. Maths. That was dedicated to Danny because I said maths instead of math. <laughs> <laughs> like what? As long as you say Lego and not Legos, we're going to be just fine, Tanya. What's wrong with Legos? Shut up, Jonesy. Introduce the show. <laughs> also, Danny and Jim are here. What's up, guys? <laughs> Sup? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and on this week's show, we're going to mostly nix the news. Uh, there are a couple of things I want to point out, uh, but we're going to be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, now that the show has completed its run, its first season, as well as Mortal Kombat. And I, uh, I have heard that expectations are the thief of joy. Uh, I say that for no other reason. I just, I don't know why that just came to me. But Apropos of nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing. Or, or you, nothing or you saw the movie. What? The other. I don't know what you're talking about. It just came to me out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So the news topics I was going to talk about very ever so briefly uh, are the fact that apparently Jeff Goldblum heard our fantastic Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> podcast. And so he's going to start a podcast. The little thieving bastard from Jurassic Park is going to have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm not going to tell you when you can find it or where you can find it because I don't abide by thievery. Uh, I just don't appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck I, him. I just don't appreciate I it. Thievery or did life find a way? <laughs> yeah. Did I have a bet on who would make that joke first? Did I lose? Did I win? No, I, I think you won because that didn't even dawn on me. But I'm also stupid, so there you go. Wait, is he the? I saw this news briefly. Is he the dungeon master? I hope not. I hope he, that would be no fun. I'd be, that oh, would be so be much fun. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'd rather have a character. I rather than he. Oh, I'd rather than he. Yes, God yes. damn it! I'd rather that he have no knowledge about. That's true. Dungeons and Dragons. I just saw like a there's player. a picture of his character already. <laughs> Why? I accepted that Henry Cavill was actually a nerd and that wasn't just stuff they were saying for Superman. Oh yeah. Jeff Goldblum is no, but I just think I'd be more entertained. Like porn. Giant biceps. <laughs> he rolls uh, his twenty-sided die with <laughs> busting the floor. Wasn't through the wall, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Am I the only one who imagined? 
This is really weird. Am I the only one who imagines Henry Cavill just smells like sweat constantly? I don't know why. I, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I don't know why. I have never crossed my Bad mind. hygiene sweat or I get a lot of girls and I just, I'm busy sweat. No, no, not <laughs> the hygiene sweat. Not hygiene sweat. More of just like, I just worked out sweat constantly. Like the rock. What about like? But I don't imagine him like that. For some reason, I am in my mind's eye. He smells, my mind's, the rock my is mind's always nose, sweating. he smells like that. The rock smells sorry. like baby oil. That's what I was going to Or like canola oil or something fun. Yeah, I can hear that too. Almond oil? No, that's not I was going to go that's with cocoa nut. butter. Shit. Cocoa butter. Yeah, cocoa butter. I always it's think not dark Henry enough Cavill... to smell like cocoa butter. <laughs> I always think Henry Cavill smells like death. Because <laughs> there's, there's a melanin death. line you need to smell like cocoa butter. Rocket. Oh, you're I'm talking about, about the rock. You don't think the rock? Yeah, no, just like always like, you smell so nice. And it's like, he just it's came like... back from the fucking dead after he was yeah. like put in a pool of like alien goo. Yeah. And electrocuted. It's true. Did you watch the Snyder Cut, Tanya? Snyder Cut. How far did I get before I had to tap out? Oh, oh no! What? Nick, got... you like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, why no, are you clapping? Seven out of ten. Wait, wait. I guess that implies something I didn't mean. I got three hours into it. I said, yep, this is this is better than the original one. They should have released it this way, but... Uh, You'd seen I enough. St- I'm still... I it, it felt like this is a great fantasy movie, and I'm not a hardcore fantasy fan. I like the big three, and that is it. And so I accepted, yep, Zack Snyder's vision was completely fine for what Who's he was doing. the big three? Lord of the Rings, Batman. Harry Potter, and uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. It's funny. I'm yeah, actually happy because I, I, I said to everybody that like this felt like a fantasy novel, the way it was structured. Yeah. So See, I, I prefer my superheroes, Batman. I feel oddly validated. By what? I mean, Zack Snyder like also said thing? that in an yeah. interview. Yeah. So. Did he? I don't fucking fantasy. Wait, did he? Yeah, he's like, it's supposed that. to be a big fantasy. Did I look like I was editor-in-chief when I heard that interview? When no, he actually said it after you said it. <laughs> you looked so appropriately disheveled to, to not be, yeah. <laughs> the last thing I saw Zack Snyder say was some comedian not recognizing him in an audience and him being put out by not being recognized. Like, oh, yeah, that was a while ago. I remember that. What's your name? <laughs> Zach? He's like, why are you all pissed off that I don't know who you are? What do you do, Zach? I'm a movie director. I think there's photo. Yeah, I, there's yeah, that's video that's of that. And I watched it. <laughs> it's, it was hysterical, but I was... Give, I didn't give a shit about what he had to say. And I, I don't like rewarding bad behavior. So the fact that there was even a Snyder cut or that they put Melina in Mortal Kombat, bringing it full circle to reward idiots who make a scene and make act like, act like assholes on the internet. I, I wasn't supporting. I know nothing about this. I can't wait to talk Yeah, about I have that. no idea either. Um, I know about the backlash based on her casting, but I didn't know anything about what you're talking about. So I'm definitely going to ask I you about that. I wonder if it's the same backlash I had. Oh, maybe. Or not backlash, the same criticism. I'm not enough people for a backlash. I have so many questions about Mortal Kombat. So many questions (laughs) about Mortal Kombat. We'll get to it. As someone who's fallen off the Mortal Kombat lore since Annihilation, um, and I played that that one game. Obviously, I played the original games, but then I also, after Annihilation, years later, I played that one game where you you switch between three different fighting styles for each character it's like you press like what the shoulder button it would think it was on xbox and they would switch between the different types of fighting styles that's the last one i played it was probably 2003 or 2004 okay that was a while ago man you are really a lapsed gamer that's so weird but oh yeah only he's not he's like on a switch all the time yeah (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't count count. we were playing overcooked all together that was fun and that was fun i'm gonna play overcooked you know what forget you did you get all you can eat because i you guys you guys Mario Party finally has online mode. I know. Ooh, 
I might have to get a switch now. Don't you need like an yeah, I don't have I think my boyfriend's and I hadn't heard of Meatopia until the demo dropped, but Meatopia is super addictive. What's Meatopia? It's like it's you insert memes. You, you it's like meme. Memes, I mean. I uh, meat, you can insert like Meatopia. Like, you insert meat. as many memes as you want, and it's so customizable. I made like a perfect looking yeah people made like perfect looking like other characters like. it's not a bacon based food game it's so it's, we're talking about overcooked and your contribution to the conversation was this meme game is that, is that meme game. Mean? yeah but it's actually cool you cast all the characters with the memes you make so like i have rick and morty as lovers and it's just so weird and you actually like, go into the generation and in incest and thinking that shit is okay <laughs> the tumblr generation i forgot about that well, apparently it's like a like an RPG type game once you get past putting knees in everyone's roles. Hi, kitty. Anyway, let's talk, also, Jonesy. Also in the world, yes. uh, the Oscars apparently happened, and it was the thing, and their weight, ratings were slightly higher than the last time. Really? I guess that's good for That's amazing. Those okay. Kinds of oh, okay. Well, um, Chloe, Chloe Zhao, she won something, didn't she? Directly. <clears throat> yeah, she won the Best no, Nomadland. So yeah, is, this the first time, is this the first time going into it that they're going to be able to say from best director Chloe Zhao, which Boom. is funny. A Marvel movie. come out in the opposite order. It's just the pandemic pushed a turn. Sure, so but much. still, now they get to push that in the marketing yeah. if they want. Like, is so that I the saw first a time graphic yesterday. There are twenty six Academy Award winning actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does Marvel still market, <clears throat> or do they just say eat it, bitch? You know you're going to like it. Yeah, here we're putting out this thing. Fucking take it. Just, just put Marvel up for yeah. the entire ad and no footage. Just Marvel Studios movie untitled coming November. And yeah. In, insert. I would see it. Oh, Take God. I would money. see it. Actually, I would probably more excitedly see it if they said this is an untitled Marvel movie coming on this day. Yeah. This person Come in see it. it. I would be like, there might be a cameo oh, from yeah. a person who died. It's the Mephisto <laughs> movie. That's what it'll be. The Mephisto <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. See all along. <laughs> I think we have to change this song to Sharon. It was Sharon all along. Dead bitch. Mm-hmm. I saw that shit coming because you know why? Because I watched Spider Woman Agent of Sword. How many times, Jammer, mm-hmm. did I tell you to watch Spider Woman Agent of, Agent of Sword? There was a Madripoor. There's scrolls in it. The scrolls are coming. The scrolls are coming because they're in Madripoor. And I, you know what? Nobody was. I didn't know watch it. I didn't even know what I'm talking about. Is that a TV show or a movie? It is a motion comic because I'm the only human being in the world who watched all the Marvel motion comics because nobody gave a shit about those things. So, yeah. I think I watched the X Men one. That might be it. Astonishing X Men. Yes. Yeah. That's the only with the, one. With the giant. Well, you can't. You have to cancel. You have to cancel that one now because you know Joss oh, Whedon. Joss Whedon. <laughs> I don't know, Nick Dahl. Do I have to cancel it? You're you're the arbiter of whether or not I have to cancel shit. I have no comment anymore. <laughs> oh, are you not a fan of, of the no, Joss? No, I, so I'm super cancel everyone. But then I always get called out on not canceling Liam Neeson, which I kind of canceled without no, fooling. Of all, you just like of three all people. He just bought like three movies on DVD this past week. Wait, so he oh, shamed me and Jammer because bought, we were like, we I bought the commuter like read. three weeks ago for $5. We kind of want to okay. read the new book, the new Kumor uh, and Strike book. And he was like, oh, you know, that's written by J.K. Rowling and she's da 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 da. I'm the only one with any morals. And then on Twitter, like three days later, he's like, oh my God, the three Liam Neeson movies. I'm Mr. And Pandemic. All them bitches. Like, mm. No, I just was going to buy them. I want to win them in that sweepstakes from Geek Vibes Nation. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. That way there'd be no blood Fuck on my hands because I wouldn't pay for it. Except for the movie I just watched him in. That was really good. <laughs> but fuck him everywhere else. The I tell you, I, I, share this, 
I shared this last week, Tanya. There's literally, so no one spoiled this. We, Kirsten and I, we were, we were like watching a fantasy show on HBO Max and just like, oh, this is interesting. This is good. We were watching it. I was like, that was pretty good. Oh. Directed by Joss Whedon, executive produced by Joss Whedon, written by Joss Whedon. Was that like, that Windows noise? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was it? Wait, what was Boom. it? Uh, the Nevers. HBO show. Mm-hmm. So, or do you recommend it with an asterisk? I mean, if you're into that sort of British fantasy, not British fantasy, let me rephrase that, to a very sort of fantasy set in Britain, I want to be clear, it's not like Doctor Who feeling. It doesn't feel like that. That's why I want to... That's like about the irregulars in... I have not seen the regulars, but it seems like along those lines okay. in terms of feel. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I thought it was pretty good, minus you know the asterisk. His outing didn't make me mad because I believed his ex wife when she talked about how trash he was and how he used his position to get over and have affairs. And everybody was like, "Shut the fuck up! You're just mad because you're getting divorced." And she's like, "All right, all right." And then a few years, yeah, a few years later, so he was already kind of like, "Oh, he he sounds black." He was already like on Brian Singer grounding. I remember back when I lived in LA. I would he call was him like a pedophile. I would just call him like just. A he was dude. out. He was like a. Everyone knew about it, and I had heard like second or third hand about it, and I was like, Singer? "That's weird. Why is about yeah. Brian Singer being a pedophile?" Yeah, yeah, me too. It's one yeah. of the things you leave LA knowing. Yeah, it was like wow. that's weird that no one's talking about that. And then I remember years passed, and I was like, "Was that even real? Were people just <laughs> making shit up?" And then it came out again. I was like, "Okay, so that was real. I didn't imagine. I literally started to question my sanity." There are two things I know about LA. What? I was going to say there are two things I know about LA and they come from Nick Dahl. He's like, Weinstein's casting couch, Brian Singer's a pedophile. That's it. I'm like, all right, thanks, Nick. (laughs) Harrison Ford's the biggest stoner in LA. Everyone knew that too. Harrison Harrison Ford. Ford. I believe that. He doesn't seem like a hat. You see him on like, I I was on the Tonight Show, like right behind the camera when he was hosting. And what I love that he was like. I was on the Tonight Show. Uh, well, that's, that's important to the story because otherwise I wouldn't be watching Harrison Ford on a fucking talk show because I don't watch talk shows. But he's uh he's on there and he's like, yeah, we like uh God, we took the kids out, uh, we dressed them in costumes. Uh, what do you what do you call that? Uh, Halloween. We t- we took him out for Halloween, and you're like, <laughs> he is struggling through the simplest story, and it's not because he's old. It's because I took one thing away from that shit. story. I took one thing away from that story, and that is a mental image of you and your page outfit, arms crossed, with the subtitle "Nick Doll above talk shows." That's all I heard. <laughs> That's all I heard from that story. Oh fuck okay. All right, you know, Jonesy, guide yeah. us. I'm enjoying the story. What? I'm feel, enjoying the LA stories. Aimless. Listen, I'm enjoying LA stories. Anyway, the last you can't bit of let story, a terrorist terrorize. The last bit of stories: the fact that Michael B. Jordan is now downplaying rumors that he's going to be in the Superman reboot. He said he's just going to enjoy watching this one. He's just going to watch it, which doesn't mean that he won't be in it. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, he um, just really likes watching himself on screen. He's, he's going to be watching it from the inside fifty-seven yeah. times, like Paul Bettany. Oh, I've always wanted to work with this person. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Was yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's the news. That's the news. We've got uh, two big subjects to talk about, and we're going to start with snowbird watching. Um, so fucking carpet we- noise. Do I need to mute? I mean, it sounds like somebody's dead and like you've got a gang of mobsters just like taking a dead body out of your apartment. But other than that, it's fine. Like, it's cool. <laughs> um, there is. Do we have money on whether or not she's going to forget she's muted and start talking? Uh, five dollars. Take that fucking bet. Take that money. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not taking that bet. (laughs) So, Falcon Winter Soldier has completed its run, its six episode run, and so we have seen 
uh, now two series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that have now made it to the small screen. And I guess the first question I have for you guys, other than whether or not you liked it, um, I think that it's fair to say that Falcon and Winter Soldier is the more standard fair, like the more expected of what we got from Marvel Vice to an extent, uh, WandaVision. So my question to you guys is, um, did they succeed in what they set out to do, especially because this was supposed to be the first, right? So my question, I'll start with uh, Danny. I know you have you have some some thoughts and some feelings about this show. You go first. Um, I, I agree. I think this is the more formulaic of the two shows that we've had so far. I think the original plan was obviously to have this one first, and it would have been a nice little... Um, kind of uh, transition from the movies, from Endgame and Spider-Man into this. It would have kept everybody kind of happy. However, I actually really enjoyed the fact that we have WandaVision first because I think that that showed that they're willing to do some something different with the shows. And it, it was, I was going to say, not divisive WandaVision, but it certainly was, was a different kind of show um, compared to what we used to. I enjoyed Winter Soldier more, Falcon and Winter Soldier more, but I, maybe that's because I am a bit more of a fan of of that formula unfortunately um but yes there were some questions raised about that last episode uh, and it purely came down to i didn't like it as much as the previous ones and suddenly it was like what the mean you fuck you don't like it why well, you should like it. you should love it well, oh, no, I, man. Said I didn't like it as much as the others didn't say i didn't like it uh, and so yes that's where that conversation could lead that's not what i heard that's not what i heard, I heard you were a <laughs> <laughs> nick doll i'm an english patriot well, I wrote an article just about something that related to it. And in the article, I like said I loved it. And then someone in the comments is like, a typical Nick Doll. <laughs> he loves everything. <laughs> the jig is up, baby. The jig is up. Everybody knows know. this shit now. Usually people don't even look at who wrote an article, but whoever that was looked at it and was like, was it better or worse than Mission Impossible? Um, shit, I can't remember the name of the. What was the Mission Impossible that <laughs> so you love so much? I love them all. Which, which, which article was yeah. this? Fallout. Which article yeah. was this? One of my more recent ones about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm looking this up. I don't know exactly which one it was, but I thought I thought it was maybe one of you guys, or even my friend, or something. But someone who's written like tens of thousands of comments over the years on the website. I'll take credit for it. I wish it was me. <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. Okay, <laughs> loved it from start to finish. I was so, I'm so impressed with the transition to uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and I. I love the suit and I love the comments and stuff people give him. Like the first time he shows up and they're like, who the hell are you? And he's like, Captain America. It's so weird. Everything you're saying, I feel like in my mind, there's like a checklist of nope. But that's interesting. Oh, so you're just like, I didn't like that. I didn't yeah, like things that. I just disagree I like with. That. Like, no, no, don't like that. That's cool. All right. So you think that they were successful in translating a full length feature into a uh, TV show? Absolutely. I think... I think it's going to be a bummer going back to Marvel as movies where it's like, oh, we got like 10 minutes of character development. Okay. All right. How do you watch TV show advantage? I think. Okay. What was the, what was the question? <laughs> do you think that Marvel has succeeded in translating uh, their full length features to uh, in this one, there's a six episode series. Yes, because I had no <laughs> expectations for how, wait, am I on mute? No, no. Okay, I also- think- <laughs> Sorry, okay. I just found the so, comment on Nick's article. So continue. Okay. I had no expectations. I had no plans to even get Disney Plus to watch this shit. And um, boyfriend has kids, so he has Disney Plus. And I remember feeling Blame the like kids. 
Yeah, blame the kids. Fault. It's the kids' fault. Yeah. And so I'm watching WandaVision, and about by episode three or four, when it starts to be, when it's really surreal, I start thinking like Legion. I'm fully invested in this shit because it's it's not normal because it takes this this subject matter and it doesn't just spoon it to you in this very traditional everybody's gonna like it kind of way. And so I was actually surprised to like it. And I liked it so much that I went into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This cheap ass. I went into Falcon and the Winter Soldier thinking, oh, this is just going to be 80s buddy cop. We've seen that shit. I didn't. I don't think I've ever even seen Lethal Weapon. I'm not going to like it. And I loved it so much more than WandaVision because they let Anthony Mackie be a black New Orleanian mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't offensive so there's a bias basically- involved here. Okay, I got it. No. <laughs> it was basically a six episode, almost like, we're going to make this black this black guy Captain America. And this is a six episode semi-documentary on why you're not going to fucking like it, but why we're going to make you fucking like it. And that is exactly what that was. Because even when when old Bob Barker, Captain America, gave him the shield in the, in the end game, I was kind of like, uh, do I want to be involved in this end of this phase? Am I done? Like, is this the, my end for me? And now I'm excited again. So the, everything they could have done, they absolutely fucking nailed. And this is from a person that had like, I wasn't even going to watch this shit, but I, I've almost skipped over the most important part. When um, Evan Peters walked up on that porch, that was the moment where I was like, I'm so goddamn glad I got to see this on TV rather than reading about this shit because I screamed so loud when he <laughs> showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course my boy was looking at me like you fucking nerd shut up but, but, but it's yes i believe they absolutely 100 nailed it i don't know what they were trying to do but they definitely got me back invested into the rest of whatever they're gonna put out so okay jammer success or so, failure i mean it was a success i'd call it a moderate success for me personally oh tanya ooh, blowing her eyes ooh. i thought it was fine it was fine it was good like i had a good time watching it it felt like like kind of how I felt like with the second half of, of WandaVision, I felt like it was stretched thin a bit, Um, a little stretched thin. I think they could have, I think there could have been less. It feels like there's less layers to each scene because each scene can like maybe accomplish one thing instead of multiple things because it can, because it's a TV show. So I just feel like there's less to each individual episode and scene than there is to like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of a part of a movie and it just makes it feel a little more shallow to me on a storytelling level. Um, that being said, I do like what they did with Sam. I know you had some complaints and you probably still have them early on about how Sam felt maybe he was too passive. Um, but I really think they did a pretty good job of having him be sort of the moral center of the series and really representing why he should be the Captain America going forward. So I think they succeeded on that level. I'm excited to see him going forward, even if I wasn't completely thrilled with the show as a whole. Okay. And I like Zemo. Zemo's the new Loki. <laughs> Is, do we have a new Loki like every series? <laughs> I know. We said that Who's with Agatha. The, Agatha. Did I say that with Agatha? We did we, as a group. We agreed, yeah. Uh, nah, I think, I think Zemo's better. Plus Loki is the new yeah, Loki. You, you just, you just got a new one, yeah. Next. I just That's like what the we're going to winning. Zemo's two for two. For two. He goes to jail each time, but he's won like, twice. Literally just my favorite part about his characters. He literally escaped Captor twice while being with them, ran off, did good shit, and then got caught again. Like twice. And I'm like, okay. He's a good bad guy to have yeah, on your side. Yeah. It's good. He's good when he when your your goals are aligned. Like he's someone you want on your side. Okay. 
Um, it's Bill Gates. <laughs> you think Bill Gates is the nice billionaire? Baron Zemo, 5G. Yeah, he's yeah, malaria. <laughs> malaria. He's all about the malaria, right? Yeah, he's and he's all about nets. withholding COVID vaccinations from poor countries too. What? So like he's yeah, he for the most part he's better hey, than Zemo. the alternative. He's gonna be better than whatever they do with Doctor Doom if they ever introduce Doctor Doom. So yeah, he's gonna be you know a nicer person than he's nicer than Jeff Bezos, but he's not a good guy. He's he nicer. Than Daniel Bruhl was amazing. Huh? I know. Is he nicer than Elon Musk? Oh, everyone's I, nice to Elon Musk. Elon Musk is batshit crazy. Elon Musk is Elon Musk enough to be himself in a Rick and Morty episode. That tells you everything you need yeah, to know. He's about certifiable. Elon Musk. Yeah. No. Did he voice that in Rick and Morty? Yes. He he voiced Elon Tusk, which was yeah, Elon I Musk. Yeah, I remember Elon Tusk. <laughs> with tusks, because you know, I'm no, curious I, to see his SNL episode, but I can't bring myself to watch it. I just watched this interview with Daniel Brule where he said before he was in the Tarantino movie, he was typecast as a nice guy and Quentin Tarantino saw something in him like, you're nice, but you're, uh, something's up there. And so the fact that they, his first breakout role as a villain was as a really cuddly Nazi is why he's so effective as Zemo. He's, he's a cuddly douchebag. He's, he's <laughs> trash, but you like him. So I love his voice. It feels so put on and affected in a good always- way. Like, I'm talking like this because why not? And it just I'm has like, the best okay. things to say too. And hang on to every word. I He's do. insightful about things that he doesn't have to be. Like that's what I love. Like you know, only an American would assume that a fashion forward black I man is a pimp. Like, <laughs> like be a pimp. I love that line. That was great. And I know, and that that was like the his. I know when somebody's trying to get my pants. Who put the fucking you know, that shit? Like it was. That was basically him. Hey, hey, Mackie, I'm safe. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> All right, by the way, I saw I saw the uh, the comment on Nick Dahl's article. Let's hear it from the the Fandalorian. When everyone <laughs> says, "Okay, you that is that it?" All right, I'll wait for you to laugh. I almost said that earlier. I love I a good portmanteau. Don't take that away from me. Uh, screw it. He's getting called out. He makes a comment. He his his tag gets called out. Um, when everyone else says something isn't good, leave it to Nick Dahl to come out and call it fantastic. And look what I commented. <laughs> I said, "Damn straight." He did. Own it. Who's, who's saying Winter Soldier? Who's saying Captain America and the Winter Soldier isn't fantastic? Who's saying this? I don't know. I've, I said it. I don't know, Danny. Who I think it's good, but I don't know about fantastic. I didn't like. Uh, what so, did I like about it? Here's wait. Before you say that, here's what's funny. Cam, I think, called it a middling show. I think Cam did it's, straight up say. I think it's more than middling. Show. It's better than middling. I think, but it's just like it's not like it's it's not it's like it's like second tier in the MCU for me, which is good. But not amazing. Strongly disagree. It's like okay. I can't decide it's my fifth or if it's my third project, mm. favorite project in the MCU. That everyone wants you to see. Okay. Definitely, right. if you're gonna go into the, the next phase and watch the next I Captain think it's, America, I think it's definitely think top can... ten for sure for me. Yeah, that's I don't pretty think good. you should skip it before you go to the next movie. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Actually, I remember going into it thinking like, why didn't they call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier? And then they did at the very you end. Gotta get there, baby. And I had it's a, a full body. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I read that he wanted to call it White Wolf at the end, but Disney was like, no. Oh, why didn't they? Because Actually, they're like, we can't change all of it. And I'm like, they should have called it to Bucky. No one's going to call it. I don't want to what... be called White Wolf going forward. He's Bucky. But that's what and Kirsten he... said to me. She was just like, it's weird that his arc was like trying to no longer be the Winter Soldier. And yet and they the didn't end, give him that. The soldier. They didn't give him that. But I guess they didn't Captain specify... America and Bucky. <laughs> they should White call Wolf the is next badass, one. Nick. Why would they call him White Wolf? That's what the Wakandans call him, okay? That's why. Okay. He can yeah. fucking embrace it. Well, like, no. what, I mean, what, what, what is his slave name? In the comics. 
<laughs> what? Well, becomes next... a villain in the like a main Black Panther villain in the comics. Which Does I don't he like really? It. Yeah. So what? Yeah. You can't, man. You just can't trust certain people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think for my part, I agree with you guys mostly that as far as translating a film to television, the thing that I was worried about was when this show started. I, I think it started with a bang and they were able to keep that energy going for six episodes. And I was shocked because WandaVision definitely had that episode where they're just sitting there in a fucking van staring at each other. And I'm like, this is, this is trash. This is garbage right here. Was that the the 2000 era sitcom when they were like, it was like the office and like, you know what? But I, I think that worked like all the things that seemed to not work for me was like, Oh, well, you know what? I didn't like that era of sitcoms. Because people weren't, like, people were getting away from sitcoms at that point, and this is why they didn't work. commentary. Yes, um, even the things that like, oh yeah, in the first 1950s 50s episode, there wasn't a black sidekick named Geraldine because there weren't any people of color on sitcoms. <laughs> like all of these things that were just, I could link it back to, yeah, that makes sense because that's almost realistic for what they're trying to portray. And I was I could see that completely getting out of sitcoms by the early 2000s. So yeah, okay, I could see that. Um, I think for me though, and Winter Soldier, like I just and Falcon and Winter Soldier, it did not, it didn't stop. Like it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And even in the quieter episodes, like if even Truth wasn't a quiet episode, but it felt like it was more exposition heavy and more character heavy than the other episodes. That was the one where Isaiah Bradley has the sit down with Sam, and that to me was better than the action or just as good um, because it hit me in a very different way. So in terms of did they succeed in translating something to the small screen? I say absolutely yes, mostly because they just kept the energy going. And when it wasn't like a big action scene that was keeping me drawn and it was the character stuff that they were doing. Um, They're really sticking like their landings, though. I think the last WandaVision and the last um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, they're, they're the weakest episodes, which doesn't mean I don't think they're bad. They're just weakest, weaker than the rest of them because they're wrapping everything up, it seems like. So I know if that's maybe giving people the feeling of like in a movie, the end is, the you know, it ties everything together and it's much yeah. more powerful versus like there were all these other varying powerful moments that happened way early on in both series. So by, by the time you get to the end, it's just like, OK, this is the resolution, but I'm not feeling that punch in the gut from like when uh, uh, what do you call, I almost called him Cap when Cap was harassed by the police outside yeah. of uh, the guy's house. Actually, the last episode felt who who here watches Doctor Who? Who remembers the Doctor Who Vincent Van Gogh episode? Like that's what that mm-hmm. felt like. It was more just very touching, and I'm glad they did that, and I'm glad they showed that, and I'm glad they showed um, Sebastian Stan and the and the man whose son he killed. But none of that was. I didn't get a high off that, so it just felt a resolution. Different. Yeah, it just felt Tragedy. like this. this yeah, this I and thing about what you're saying is like I feel like that's normal though, right? Like. I, I feel like that's normal, especially like with Game of Thrones, right? The penultimate episode was the episode. And the next one was like, we're just wrapping stuff up. Are you saying talking in seasons or actual episodes of the last it's like a season, season of 24? Actual episodes. I didn't enjoy any I like of the season of 24 season. comparison better because it's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> which ended horribly. I'm sure 24 did also, but over I, mean, yeah, I don't think like, the difference is I don't think I, in the first five think, minutes of the last episode, then it's like, ah, for like 35 minutes let's set up yeah. season two have you seen yeah. six feet under use a use a series that had a good ending like a, a good series finale like you ha- can you compare it think, to like oh yeah you gonna I, guess say, just, I was gonna say i don't i just don't think anyone actually saw the end of 24 i know i didn't and i love uh, i, I didn't either. see any tw- of any seen all of it even like, seen the, all like of it. i saw a short 12 episode series in london 
I stopped when Tony Almeida came back and he was a bitch. So I was like, fuck you. I'm not watching this anymore. And then I stopped. Next question I have for you guys. We've talked a bit about Zemo. Um, one of the questions I have, so Zemo the scene stealer um, was in this I flick, but we also this. had several antagonists in this. Marvel, who's generally criticized for how they handle antagonists in movies and now we're in the TV realm. How'd you guys felt like they did their antagonists be they um, Walker or the Flag Smashers or Zemo or whoever? Um, who wants to go first? I don't know. Who wants to go first? I, Nick. Oh, I raise his hand like a good student. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. Notice me. I love what, the, <laughs> what they're doing with like uh, Zemo and John Walker by Marvel. Early on, Marvel was taking the Sam Raimi route that was established for Marvel movies where it's like kill every villain every time. It's like you did, like you did. And then, like, but then they start, like, I guess Justin Hammer is one of the first to survive, but he's not even the main villain. I feel like that's even a Batman trope too, right? Yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. Batman eighty nine, Batman Returns, Batman, Batman Forever. Movies, I think. The only the one that's sur- like the first one to survive, I think. Well, no. So Catwoman, who wasn't really a villain, and then and he didn't kill Riddler. Either. But the yeah. villain, villain died in. Oh, yeah, yeah, really. And then Riddler. That's Max right. Riddler's died, alive, Penguin and then died. he's like, I'm the Batman. Huh. Huh. Sorry, but, uh, Go ahead. Then again, you know the Flag Smashers. I, I didn't like how the most of the characters were killed. It was just like in the basement and Sharon shot like both of them um though i do like that sam wilson cap wouldn't fight her and the way that cap wouldn't fight bucky was anybody um, waiting for him to go i could do this all day whether i'm glad no. he didn't i would have been no. pissed i was waiting for it said that I, just, I, I, he's I, not I steve rogers he's captain america I, but the thing is that he just said no and also he couldn't funny, do it all day. which is funny no. because if you think about it there were definitely instances where you know they would say you don't give up to you he'd be like nope so i still got that same vibe but that's so just sorry. like Cap in general. Failed. I know. Like Steve Rogers yeah, gets the shit beaten out of him. He stands up and tightens his shield on his broken arm. It's. I do think there were right two reasons that, that I'm glad they didn't do that. And the first reason is because of the interaction in the car. I'm glad because that's his thing. Can you move your seat up? No. And the no, second reason that I'm glad, huh? Oh, it's like yeah. Sam says this time, "You're not going to move yeah, up your seat, seat up, are, are you?" you? Nah. And the second reason is when he's doing that banter with Spider-Man and he's like, usually in a fight, there's not this much talking. So in my mind, it's he's just a person who just gets stuff done because that's the first thing I thought when people were like, why didn't he say he could do this all day? Because he's not Steve. And he's he knows that Steve's thing. He probably heard Steve say that so many times he was tired of fucking hearing it at that point. So yeah, he's going to do his own thing. <laughs> Even Steve was tired of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was glad they didn't say that. Tanya, what'd you think about the villains? How, how do they do? With the antagonist, I hard I struggle not to say villain antagonist. Oh, like uh, Venture Brothers. Ooh, yeah. the less hurtful term is antagonist. Uh, <laughs> so Carly was supposed to be the villain, right? Because I was pretty sure I, I spent know. that entire six episodes hating John Walker and wanting him to get punched in his up looking face. I saw this meme that was online. I think Nick may have shared it. I don't remember where he says. Welcome. Oh, what's this guy's name again? Wyatt Russell. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Russell like, welcome to the so good that everybody hates you club. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. good, you have to. Yeah, I, like, I guess everyone like it has like Professor Umbridge, and it has a couple other people in there. <laughs> Where people can't play separate that this is a person. Oh, like Joffrey. Joffrey is yeah, Joffrey. <laughs> and the biggest of all, Jake Lloyd, who's like, that's not. It's a sad story. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. No. Uh, so I got. I heard that um, Kurt Russell, his father, told him to never 
just never get on social media at all because other people's opinions will affect your craft. It'll affect how you work. And so mm. the only, I heard that the only um, thing he saw online was the comparison to um, Up, which he thought was funny. I thought that <laughs> was the most offensive because it was making fun oh, of the face. Yeah, with the, the old man. Really Grandpa, the old man and Up. They put him in the Captain America face because that's what John Walker looked like in that helmet. With his which face. old man? Up. Old man from Up. Up. Oh, the, the old man. Oh, made yeah. oh, I saw oh, just, watched that the other. I just, just watched John Walker up. again. It'll, it'll okay. come up. Because I have like, so. oh, yeah, because the helmet, because his face looks squishy. As, he, his face looks weird a lot in the show. And he's, some, a good, one, it's a, he's a good looking guy, but that, it's almost I like they made, that, they made that costume not flatter him on purpose, yes. which I'm sure was not was deliberate. Um, I didn't even answer the question. What was the question? Oh, oh the villain. Yes. Yeah. John Walker was my <laughs> villain. And I feel like, oh, you saw it? Yeah. So, and I feel like Carly was a vehicle to show how level-headed and compassionate Sam can be and how he can, he, he does what he needs to do. He's not a bleeding heart, but he's still at his core, a therapist and wants to help people in their trauma. And I think that is in the fact that he was the person who was with her when she died, when she was like, fuck, I'm dying. I didn't think this shit through. Like, Thank I you. think that was, that was more of a full, or maybe that's the kind of foil that kind of Captain America has. Whereas Tony Stark creates his villains and they're always like megalomaniac, megalomaniac. Spider Man's villains. Yeah, Tony Stark creates everyone's. A Sam villains. Wilson villain is, is is sympathetic and needs a hug, and John Walker's just America. So fuck America. I mean, but even with John Walker, he tried with him too. Like he, and it just did not. Yeah. Work. Yes, he tried. We yes, we tried. We tried with America. We tried with America. We tried with America. And it doesn't really get that far. And by the end of the episode, America was fine. He had a new job. He had a new identity. He was ready to keep it moving. And he the had twitch. no consequences. Still had that twitch. Like, hmm. God, no I... consequences for murdering this dude in the middle of the street. The twitch is so good. And the people are calling that an arc. They're just like the little are they really? he does even no way. the twitch. That he had a redemption? Yeah, he's he's the new, mm. that kid from that Star Wars who shouldn't have had an arc that Star Wars I didn't see. Oh, Oh, Kylo yeah, Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yes, he's the Kylo Ren of this series. Like, why are people being nice to this asshole? He's an asshole. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. could we? No. Just putting this no. out. There. Oh God, I'm adjusting. No. I wasn't. I mentioned Star Wars. Please, no, 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 no. It's okay. Here's the thing. Is it, is it okay? Here's the thing. It's not okay. How, how many people have Cap and Sam killed? What? I don't know. Probably a lot. A yeah. lot. So oh, I mean, like, it was interesting like at the beginning of this. They took away his. Guns. It's not like he's. It's not like he's ever killed anyone. It's not like they've never killed anyone before. So like, obviously, he did it in cold blood, I guess. But I mean, they've also done it because they're in the way of a mission. No, so there's a difference. Like fucking right? there's cap, a difference. He knocked a guy off a boat. In so there's soldier, a difference, and that's when, cool. Yeah. But this guy does it, and all of a sudden, ooh, no. So there's a difference between Is bludgeoning there? someone to bludgeoning oh. someone to death who is surrendered. Who's yeah? Whose hands are up? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But the other people so, just didn't have an opportunity to. No, no, surrender. no. Because here's that guy was walking around. Who was they in the elevator and said, "Before we get started, does anyone want to leave?" I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that instance. I'm talking I'm, about when he's saying, running. He has, he's he running along not, the boat. He's running along the boat, and a guy stood his way. He knocks him off the boat. The guy could have gone like that for. It was all just know. a chief petty officer on duty. Yeah. He wasn't even like I'm just. I'm just. I just so, want to pay for college. Yeah, and he also shot. Here's what I was. Oh no! Did you ever? Did you ever see that? would say that. That deleted scene from Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, where yeah, you see that guy cut to his family. He, he, he gets smashed by the steamroller, and they cut to his family, and she gets told that he died. And she's like, No one ever thinks about you know the family of a henchman or something <laughs> like that. And it's just this weird cutaway. That's I what I think about cut. every single time. Which is funny because I've never seen that scene, but I think about it all the time. Yeah. 
I'm like, huh, this person like grew up, had a life and all this other stuff. And now they're just dead. I wonder like, I wonder you guys kidnapped me that. when I was 15. But yeah, so yeah. Yeah. so Captain Sam, soldier. not innocent. It's they're only, they are only, this one, it has a lot of weight because it was made to have a lot of weight for the story, which I, I get, but still. Because here's what I'm saying. Clean. Here, here's my, here's my retort. Could you even imagine Sam or Steve Rogers doing that? Killing somebody in anger. That way. No, yeah. you're right. Surrendering. You're right. But it's still killing somebody. I mean, yeah. It's not yeah. killing somebody. It's different, like, though. Yeah, soldiers kill people, cops That's kill people. Murder. But the question is, is it justified? Like, at what point did they cross the line? And he definitely crossed the line. That's why he got in trouble for it. I mean, it's like, the same, it's like the same problem I have with, like, a lot of, a lot of stories where he got that main OTH? character a main character is running around killing a lot of people like then his... they get then they get to the main <laughs> villain and they're like i can't kill you i'm better than this never mind the 50 people i killed to get to you why are you it's talking like about that. the end of wonder woman why are you talking about the end of wonder woman wonder woman that's all that is that's, that's, that's right, exactly what that is you're you're freaking fox newsing it right now you're you're what abouting this whole conversation i'm just trying to i didn't what about anything specific... i just said the example then you are tucker carlson call carlson in because you were the first one to damn powder oh what about that time you knocked that dude off the boat uh, well, that's a good point mean, that's a good point let's the see the look let's point. see the look i think oh, the book. people had good impression there we go and and Jammer, you were down. there and I was there and there was a young lady, she was there. Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking I, I don't about. remember that conversation. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You so you I've argued with both of you about how I was team Tony. So don't have me come into Steve's defense. So I no, I yes, they all have some level of blood on their hands. What about those henchmen for Thanos that got snapped away who were just kind of defending whatever fucking thing belief they believed in? Were they supposed Faceless to talk aliens. To each, each alien one at a time and ask, okay, do you want to join us or do you want to disappear? How long would that? That would have been a pretty interesting ending, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My point is is it's like, I, I get it. It's, it makes sense for me. I feel the same way, but I, like, I have to take a step back and be like, but how different is it really? And think about that. It's very different. Moral relativism. Yeah. Okay. It's very different. All this shit is made up. We make all this shit up. Why are we wearing clothes? It's true. Why are we wearing clothes? All this I shit mean, is made up. I think the thing that makes it the thing that makes it a stronger difference for me is the fact that all three of the people that we're talking about are soldiers, and there is a very obvious red line for soldiers. And at the point where somebody is surrendering, we're all done here. They're doing the thing you want them to do, right? Which is stop. Even if that thing is just, I'm going to stop so you don't kill me that you the person is no longer a threat to you or anybody yeah. else in that moment and weirdly enough you're out. supposed to render them aid at that point like it, it gets not weird but he definitely didn't do that it gets oddly sexual to. doesn't it he could have bumped him on the head with the shield just enough to knock him out did their things are just a little punch <laughs> yeah uh, captain america punch Boop. yeah punch. I, I think you've convinced me i think the what you guys had said actually convinced me because the whole uh the idea is to get them to the point where they stop doing the thing that they're doing. And once that's done, you're like, okay, mission accomplished. Now it's time to render them aid or whatever. And so here's the thing that'll really fuck you up. You were on his side up until the point where he was doing this, he was running away from him. So this is the argument that we're having in the United States about the cops, right? Why are Mm -hmm. you shooting at somebody who's running away from you and not posing a danger to anybody else? Yeah. So even before we get to the point where he smashes him at the fountain, he was wrong. Yeah, that's that. I can see. Yeah, Jammer. Since you got so much to say about uh, stuff and things, tell me about your villains. What do you think? How'd they do? Oh, so what was the question again? Uh, How the villains were? (laughs) I thought Carly. You can't derail us and then say what was was kind of boring. I thought on paper she worked, but she was kind of boring. Like Mm. I got, I got bored watching her on screen. 
um she was so serious and i get so so serial i guess that i i get what you they were trying to do and i think mostly it worked but it's just whenever there was a screen i'm seeing with her i'm just like ah boring it was like going back to actually honestly kind of going back to those zemo scenes in in civil civil war where i was just like ah a zemo scene boring um so i kind of got that same feel from her but i liked her motivations obviously she went too far and man she she got she had every chance to stop almost up until the very end. So it's like, yeah, her it team sucks. was getting uncomfortable. Yeah, she did. She did kill a lot of people. So it sucks. I leave her cause, but you know, I, I think, I think she was good on paper. I think she worked in motivations, but it kind of boring to watch. Um, but that? the other two, I like oh. Zemo a lot. And then um, John Walker, I thought was really good too. His sort of do, is he really that bad of a guy or is he not? Yes. type of thing it's like obviously yes he is but like at the same time it's like yeah but he's not like oh bad maybe maybe no he's the kind he's of bad people. you've been conditioned and cultured to be accustomed to he's joe biden yeah. bad he's better than some other stuff but he's not good yeah he's the Fair. kind that you're you're fine seeing he's the deed. devil you know he's still the devil um Fair. and it's funny We've gone through, so Nick is gone, Tanya's gone, Jammer's gone. Nobody said anything about the power broker, which I find interesting. I was about to bring that up with Jammer. I'm like, what'd you think of the power broker? Too late. Oh, yeah. Too late. Nope. Too late. I was I thinking about the door Malaji. I was power broker. I saw uh, the pitch meeting for this um, and he's describing it and he's like, yeah, so like their group is kind of like, they're shown as like pirates and bad people, but really like they're good in the end. And then the fishman guy's like, okay, so who do you want to cast for that? He's like, I was actually, because th- he's like, yeah, it sounds like Infant's Nest. Who are you going to cast for? He was like, I'm thinking the same guy, girl as Infant's Nest. So, like, I think she'd work out just fine. So, yeah. I don't know that show. Uh, oh, it's a oh, funny, like, it's better than Honest Trailers. It's like a guy pitches himself. He's playing the executive. In the oh, like, okay. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Barely an inconvenience. Speaking of which, Danny, yes, what do you think of the antagonist? Um, I'm with uh, with Tanya and Jam on this one. I thought that um, they were underwritten, but purposely. I get the feeling that the show was meant to be about Falcon and Winter Soldier, Captain America and Winter Soldier as it ended. And so I feel now to give them a little bit of on the fence that they didn't purposely write the villains to be the villains, the antagonists to be that bad. Um, so that the focus of the show was on the two main leads. And I really actually enjoyed that but we like jammer says i found the um flag smashes are boring I, I can't even remember the name of the dubious entity of a company that's meant to be looking after the transition GRC. global that, something that, that, i was gonna GRC, say yeah. i don't even I remember that the name of them see for me they're meant to be the real bad guys they've clearly been really oppressing all these people and making a really shitty job and i, I didn't actually get that impression that wasn't explained or shown or anything we just had the flag smashers word for it and i'm not saying that it wasn't happening but that whole thing was just so underwritten that i really didn't care and i found that all kind of boring but looking back, I think that was the point. I think the um, power broker set up for the future. Uh, Captain Nemo, Zemo, is still out there and ready to be a future villain. And so is uh, the old Captain America guy that we've all been talking about. Uh, not the, um, I can't remember his name now, John Walker, right? Okay. I think he's all set US, up US now. Agent. For, yeah, that's and it, yeah. I think they, this was a setup. As far as villains are concerned, this felt like a setup for the next season. And this first show was all about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which in retrospect, I really enjoyed and liked it and forgive them for that in that sense. Okay. 
Um, so I think I have a little bit of a different take on it. And I take your point that this is basically the Iron Man 2 of the TV shows, right? Where they're just setting up a bunch of different plot lines um, and stuff. And I, for me, that robbed it a little bit um, because I didn't like what they did with the power broker. Um, I thought that what was missing from Sharon's storyline, it just seemed like it, uh, it fell flat for me. And I would maybe not necessarily unmotivated because I think in the beginning I was with it. I was like, I like what they're doing with her um, because it made sense. And actually I have a question for you guys before I go on. Is this a continuity error or, or what did she get snapped or not? I don't think it was ever indicated. It was never said. So she wasn't, which is why she spent those five years building. Yeah. Yeah. True. But, but in Endgame, you know how they have, they were sitting there and Cap is sitting there with his arms crossed and they're like going through the screens of people who did get snapped. Yeah. Her face is up there. So it doesn't mean anything. It means they're wrong. So it's Andy. I don't know where she is. Scott technically, okay. So he didn't. I wasn't going to say technically got snapped, but he was was just. She she got snapped into the underworld. Oh, yeah, she was somewhere where she was hiding. So okay. yeah, she's she's not gonna peek her head yeah, up and say, "Oh, wait, wait, that was probably some of them." Yeah, they had no her. idea. Yeah, so they just went like people who disappeared in space until Tony came back. They were like, "Oh, she's like, oh, yay! People think I'm dead. I can be any." I just bigger imagine them being like, "Which?" So if that's true, Tanya, then that kind of runs counter to her storyline, right? Her storyline is it, it seems like, "Oh, everyone got pardoned. Everyone came back, and everyone is fine." But no one took care of me. It's like if you're happy about that, then I think it was less about that and less more about the fact that they didn't get over the fact that she broke the law and gave Cac back the shield. She was like the main person to get punished for it, and that was never really undone. I so think you can't seem- trust shit she says, and I think she's done a better job of being a Black Widow and not knowing whose fucking side she's on than Black Widow did in the entire 22 movie series. Mm-hmm. You can't trust shit you. she said. She might have been you. dirty from the beginning. She might have been Hydra from the beginning for all we know. Maybe she just had a soft spot for Steve because she was because he looks like he looks. Who knows? <laughs> I just I just assume everything out of her mouth is suspect. So she could have been dirty this entire time. I just imagine like the way that the Avengers looked. It was like, like, oh yeah, let's see here. Is Sharon? Hey, is Sharon there? Hold on a second. Sharon, are you there? No, she snapped. Go ahead and put her down. <laughs> 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 You look for me for three seconds. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we're busy. We're busy. Um, the GRC. I agree with Danny. Like, it, I can't tell if it was on purpose or not. Um, and I've heard rumors of rewrites and things that were changed a little bit. And so I can't tell if this is a casualty of that writing. Uh, just that the GRC, you never really understood why they were so bad until you got to the very end and Sam is saying why. Um so it's just weird in that sense. And I, walk- hmm? I got an idea that the GRC was pretty bad from like, I mean, just because we know Walker goes, like they're like the police state. Like Walker gets out of a van that says police when he's working for the GRC. And like, we know he's, I don't know, it's just you get the idea of that these people have power now and you can tell that people are starving and stuff. I feel like you're just making- hold I, all the power. It, the show forces you to make a very big assumption um, about how bad they are. And that's the only thing that was weird to me. I feel like you needed like an act, an event, a thing to see. And all you really got was the callous behavior of them at the end. 
And it felt like you were supposed to assume like, oh, okay, that is the senator that took the shield and gave to John Walker. So he's an asshole. So that means all of these people are somehow assholes too. They kind of use like his character, what he did in the beginning to, as you're, how you're supposed to feel about the GRC. I just always um, considered them metaphorical extensions of the United States of America where, you know, same. we prop ourselves up as doing these good things, but none of this shit we're doing is altruistic. Everything we do has an angle. Everything we do is going to exploit some other country for resources. And since I don't have to suspend my disbelief to think that an organization <laughs> like that exists, they didn't have to work that hard to tell me, oh, yeah, they're pretending to be good, but they're probably shitty. Next. Okay. I, I, didn't need, I saw it was as a, as a UN rather than a USA. Yeah. A UN as an impotent, as in they got all this power and resources, but they can't seem to do fuck all with it. And, yeah, and they didn't need to do a genocide to show me this stuff. But they didn't, that doesn't mean to say the UN is going around arbitrarily being fucking arseholes. They just seem to be. They look the other way when other people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Another, yeah, because yeah. they don't have any power and they, they have, it's all bureaucracy and, and they can't do anything so they do sit on these un food packages and things or parcels and can't get it across a border because there's some sort of diplomatic challenge and so i looked at the grc as just impotent not necessarily evil just struggling to get the job done rather than actually yeah. evil and i think that's a better way of saying it. and then the question then is is carly right or wrong based on the fact that they're just incompetent yeah. and i feel like that's a difference and that's mm-hmm. the only thing for me that that made it hard to take Walker. I think it's fascinating um, what they did trying to redeem him. And I think the fact that like Tanya said in the beginning, that they were ready to give him a new suit, a new shield, a new job, a new title, like all that stuff by the end of the show. And people are like, yeah, with that. Um, The fact that he was working with Bucky and Captain America at the end of the show also seemed a little strange. like it all just felt very 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 fast you're in the military you've seen that guy who sucks they can't kick him out so they just transfer him to even an even more important job to get him out of the way you i know you've seen that you've had you had a longer career than i did that guy that's just useless they don't know what to do with him that guy who's eh, might have been accused of sexual assault let's just get him off the unit out of our hair shuffle him off to uh, break your vi- but I- the thing that's frustrating about that is everybody knows that guy is a shitbag. And yeah. that's not the way yes. that the show, <laughs> right? But the show didn't, didn't the rest of the world. Where's everybody? The world we yeah, know he's everybody. a shitbag, but on yeah. his, you know, if you're going to transfer him, you're not going to write this guy's a shitbag here, take him. You're going to be like, hey, so like when Sam is talking to the senators and talking all this stuff, and he's like, they show him like, and he's like doing his little nod and like giving his respect to Sam. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I didn't need that from him. So I must say, I, I kind of liked Sam's th- I, in the moment. I liked Sam's thing, but then it just became like Sam's the speech after school special. It was very PSA. It was very, yeah, it was very much like, it's like, right. It's very like black this, movie. Save like, the rec center. It's, <laughs> Let's South talk Park about ending. racism. I think what we yeah, learned today is... I learned something today. Yeah. yeah. Boys, exactly in the, boys in the hood when he gets like, around. Oh. <laughs> but like, I liked it at a core level because I was like, oh, fuck. He's right. Yeah, this is real. And then afterwards, I was just like, that was lazy in my head storytelling wise. Uh, he yeah. just literally stood in front of the camera and stared at the camera and was just like, let me speak at you. And I was just like, yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't as lazy as we need a US agent. Get it? Get it? Yeah, that was late. With that, Julie, was Julie lazy Louis, that was lazy as fuck. But yeah, no, I get it. I thought it was a bit. This nice is funky. Agent. Yeah, I agree. So, um, and how did you guys feel about that point where that guy said, "That's Captain America"? And I, I was, that just was like, funny. 
There reminded me of Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Oh, oh, before Spider that. Black Falcon. Oh. Yeah, you got to say the part before that. The thing is, I'm not, I feel like I wasn't sure that, because I think that part was like, yeah, Spider-Man. I thought that was playing for laughs. This one, I don't think was playing for laughs. Oh, I think I it was. It was, because the first guy said was Black it? Falcon, and the other guy's like, no, no that's, that's Captain, that's Captain America. America. Yeah, so it's I a callback that... joke. It's a callback joke to the kid from the I second episode. I didn't know it was a joke. I just call you black kid. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a joke, I think it's better as a joke than it is. Yeah, a I think it's a callback. Like so the, in the second episode, like they just said, it's like, hey, you Black Falcon. Yeah. Black Man. He's wearing all this garb and he's still being called Black Falcon, even by another Black person, because it's like his mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah, I was going to say, still that's what old Black people yeah, do. There, there will still call him. He will still be called Black Falcon by old Black people who but know him. He was who never he is. actually oh. Black Falcon. Right? That wasn't even his name. Hey, you never hey, heard about how black Falcon. people give you nicknames and that's your name and you just got to deal with it? His name is Black Falcon. <laughs> um, other question for you guys. Oh, and then the last thing I had about the villains was, and this this isn't really necessarily about the villains, it's about Sam. I had an expectation and I shouldn't have, but I had an expectation the fact that they showed you Batrock in the beginning and he couldn't beat Batrock that the idea was that when he's ready, when he's Captain America, he's going to be able to beat this dude. And Batroc almost beat the shit out of him again. And I was just you like... like the shield move. He kicked I like the shield where, he, where he stomped the shield. Yeah, and it got Batroc pretty good. But see, he was under a time crunch. Like when he's like, Bucky, like follow that helicopter or whatever. And Bucky's That's like, a self-inflicted sky move. is your sort of thing or whatever. Flying is your shit. Yeah, I mean, I you should have beaten I, him I later in the basement rather than the... Yeah, it just takes a woman to shoot. Like, she just shot him. Then power yeah. broker shoots and it's like, I guess, I guess. But it's just like a weird. We seen the growth of him beating. Yeah, it's just like um... Sharon a more appealing villain. She doesn't monologue. She's like, fuck this. Got time for this shit. <laughs> Get out of here, loser. But yeah, those. That's me on the villains. Uh, I had another question for you guys. Um, so by the end of this series, did you guys feel like Sam was Captain America? Yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. And TikTok videos. An endless stream of TikTok videos of Anthony Mackie going, cut the check. Also, <laughs> yes, yes. Cut, cut the check. check. He's I had such it. great interviews, both he's, when he got handed the shield in Endgame two years ago, and he's been on like Colbert and stuff, giving these great interviews about what it means to be Captain America now. He seems very appreciative and not in a obsequious kind of. I think he gets it. And he's, I, yeah. Watching him and Sebastian stand in their banter and they seem like they actually, whether or not they're just stellar actors and hate each other or they actually genuinely like each other, I like watching them interact. So that has helped quite a bit. Because I I was, yeah. I said in the beginning, I wasn't totally on board. I wasn't going to say that out loud that I wasn't on board because you know what happened. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you support, you support. So but you now I can say it and actually believe it. I'm excited. Because uh, Sebastian Sand said this in real life where they're asking him, Instead of saying I'm with him till the end of the line, he's like, I'm with him till the end of the world as far as working with uh, Anthony Mackie. Oh, oh my God. Like, I'll watch so a million sweet. movies with those two guys together or TV shows. So what happens if Bucky sleeps with Sarah? Then does that just end? Does, does that, that would be a funny... They could turn to a sitcom and that would be a fun. I would, I would watch that sitcom. Oh, shit. It's Bucky and Captain America. Hey, kids just running through the house. A little cartoon, a little kids hanging off. Yeah. That was super cute with WandaVision. WandaVision crossover. I would watch yeah. it and just seethe with jealousy the entire time. Man, <laughs> just watching that scene where he's holding up the kids and she's just looking up at him like, oh, man. He like my kids. <laughs> <laughs> he good with my kids. 
It's all that matters. All that matters. That's all that matters. That's well, it's 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 on the top three list of things that matter. So I could talk to you guys about this all day. Um, we, we do have do a movie review. We could do this all day. Um, no, I do have two quick questions for you guys. Is Torres going to be the new Falcon? Is that going to yes. happen? Duh. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Probably in Captain America four. We'll see a little bit of him. Keep yeah. the wings. He, gave, he gave him the wings. He, he, yeah. You keep Next them. Oh, hey, that's a thing from Next the fucking time. comic book. Yep. Yeah. He could be the oh. first. He could be the first Latino superhero in the MCU. I feel like you're right. Like, but they, not the way Nick is saying it. Been served. They'll just swap him out for somebody who doesn't even look like him. Next time, baby. Not you. Don't tweet about vaccines and stuff. Don't do it. Just don't there really hasn't been any. Or teriology. Wow, that doesn't what? surprise teriology? me. Still, that they hasn't Terrence been Howard a... trying to make his own math called Did teriology. He? No, oh. he didn't. That never happened. Yeah, no. Was he high? Probably. Teriology. That's why math. he thought they paid him too little for Iron Man Two is because of his <laughs> made up math. So this <laughs> is back in 2015. Back in 2015. So he was being spoken about. What was it? How? Let's see here. Terology was back to Howard's college days. The future actor was studying chemical engineering at Pratt, but dropped out when he realized that he fundamentally disagreed with his professors about the basics of math. The <laughs> argument focused on the simple equation of one times one. How could it equal one? Howard asked Rolling Stone and the universe. If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two, and that cannot be. Either too smart or too dumb to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> we'll know in 50 years when he has Dang. his own religion. That's what happens when we didn't study uh, chemical engineering. We don't know shit. He might just be one of those people who's just so far out there. I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm, all right. Your brain is so out there. I can't even understand you. So Good on him. I hope that keeps him warm at night and not being, uh, <laughs> not being uh, war machine. War machine. He's not the person who should be embarrassed in that equation. The person who thought we wouldn't know the difference between him and Don fucking Cheadle would, would Dude, should be embarrassed. You know how long, you know how bad it was? Is that literally it took me until Avengers Endgame to warm up to Don Cheadle as War Machine. That's and how I still it, didn't really fully do it. Yeah, really? I did. I like him from like the first scene where he's like, I'm here, like get over nope. it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that scene was for you, Nick. That's why. What? <laughs> that scene was for you. Why would that like, very straight laced man be friends with Tony looks, Stark? Looks closer to me in shade. Yeah, than, he's light it's, it's weird. It's just such, it's so different. But I guess that's like made the strength. It's like make it so different that you have to, he has to do it himself. Well, like I think it's it just hire the most talented person, not hire someone who looks the most like him. Well, well that, and right. that's fine, except like getting back to, yeah. So no, they don't look anything alike. But if you're going to have somebody that different, when Terrence Howard and Tony Stark, those are not, when Terrence Howard and Robert Downey Jr. were doing the scene <laughs> when they were in the strip club on the plane, I could see them being friends. This Colonel Rose is slimy. I could see him being friends with somebody like Tony Stark. Don Cheadle was like, why would he put up with Tony shit for five minutes? How, how is this supposed to be a long friendship? So they never had the friendship chemistry. And I don't think they ever did anything with their That's supposed funny. friendship chemistry. But I could, Terrence Howard seems like a dude. Yeah, they, they I never got the slimy stuff. Together. I never felt slimy. Really? From, from, from his, Terrence Howard? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not from, from his, from his, not maybe from him specifically. I'm talking about from him in the movie. I think that was what he carried with him. It's kind of like how Keanu Reeves carries goodness with him, even when he's headshotting people in John Wick. He's still Keanu Reeves headshotting people. Terrence Howard just seems like he's sticky, and I wouldn't want to get too close to him, like actually physically sticky. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I right. think I miss his, I miss him. He was very well cast. Okay. Any closing thoughts on Falcon and Winter? I'm sorry, Captain America and Winter Soldier before we move how on the to the main. How was the fun V? Uh, I didn't make it. Okay. I didn't make it. Can't you tell? Got a, got a thing. My jurisdiction is wherever the Dora Malaje finds themselves to be. It's, yeah. It's better than move or you will be moved, which was also my favorite fucking thing. Yeah. It is better. That's it. it I just wanted good. to like. Hello, and there's watching out over the beginning of that fight. No, like, go get him, John. <laughs> Stay strong, John. Look at strong, there, John. John. <laughs> I am excited for the Wakanda show just because of that scene. That's all I want. Oh, yeah, that's, that's happening. I forgot about that. Is that is happening. That is happening. What? Yeah, Wakanda, Wakanda show. show. Which, it seems crazy to me that that movie made so much money, and then years later, there's still no, like, thing. How do they not... Fa- be- I mean, I think, I think Marvel just has a plan, and they don't deviate from the plan. Well, obviously, COVID changed things, but I guess. And obviously, they squeeze in a third Ant Man. So maybe, maybe I'm just full of shit. I think you're full of shit. Yeah, I think so. I think I just convinced myself of that too over the course of that sentence. I love arguing with Jammer. He's like, you know what? Convince myself I'm wrong. Yeah. <gasps> Moving on to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has a stunning, stunning 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, really? Man, with the fans. Oh, fans. With the fans. It has an abysmal 56 percent. That's not that uh, abysmal. That's not abysmal. It's not. It's like you don't think so? Above no. Venom. <laughs> no, I think everything's abysmal, above I think 50 percent is like is 50 percent is still the majority of people would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Is it Suicide Squad like 32 or something? Yeah, like Suicide Squad yeah. a lot lower than 50 percent too. Okay, hold on a sec. Now you're gonna make me look again. Now I gotta look again. I had this shit memorized. I was all excited because I had it memorized in my brain case and my mind palace and i have to look again yeah so it's still at 55 percent, 44 percent on metacritic and a 6.3 out of 10 on imdb first learned about this seven years ago on a mission in brazil to capture a wanted fugitive when we got there it tore through our unit in seconds The target has superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. So yeah, that's the movie. And the synopsis is as follows. Hunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero, MMA fighter Cole Young find sanctuary at the temple of Lord Raiden, training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and a rogue mercenary Kano. Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. So fuck Sony and Jax, I guess. Okay, sure. Whatever. Anyway. It's a synopsis. They can't get everyone in there. Name them all. Name them all. They only named one villain and there were a bunch of them too. You didn't even see Liu Kang and Kung Lao to like halfway through the movie. So it's very weird to me that you're like, these guys, not these, not these two. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to you actually say the synopsis. So I don't know who they included or who they didn't. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's a synopsis. They can't include everybody. <laughs> the movie was so terrible. Even the synopsis is boring and traumatic. Yeah. Really? Oh, so here's the thing. You spoiled it for me because I was going to ask you first. What did you think non-spoiled? Because you are... You're like you're you're the the MK. You're here for ultra. this. Wait, right? no, that's yeah. a bad thing. Plus ultra. MK uh, ultra, isn't that yeah. that like brainwashing? Yeah, like, I think conspiracy? so. Conspiracy. <laughs> it is. 
Yeah. Never mind yes. that one. <laughs> yes. It fits. That metaphor fits. I like it. So you're asking me what I thought? Yes. So am, am I of the five on this call? Am I the like most hardcore Mortal I think so. Nerd. I think so. Yes, unquestionably. So I, told, so I told Kirsten as we were watching, I was like, this is like Tanya, one of her favorite franchises. She's like, I'm judging Tanya so hard. <laughs> so wait, I mean, here's the thing. No. Raise your hand if you have a Mortal I feel Kombat like I should mask. text her right now and be like, no. She's going to be like, why are you texting? No. We're just not giving any context for why I'm saying no. <laughs> yeah, so I think of all of us, you're the only one with a Mortal Kombat mask. So I think that makes you the most hardcore. And the comics and the um the book mm-hmm. ends with um Scorpion sending a kunai through the books into mm-hmm. Sub Zero's chest. Um the, you. the action figure. The, yeah. Why? The tattoos. I never, I never show you all my tattoos. I have what are you tattoos. talking about? Are you I tattoos have on your head? Tattoos. I have yes. seen those. I have not seen I have those. a kunai on one side and a katana and a war fan on the other. No, I'm 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 into it. I'm into it. It's weird. It's creepy. Okay. The movie. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll introduce my opinion by saying this. When the Friday came and it was time to watch it, I told my boyfriend, I said, we're going to watch this and suck to best order. We're going to start Mortal Kombat. We're going to do Invincible. And then we're going to do uh, Falcon series finale. That's how we're going to do it. Because once the casting came out, I was already like, nah. Really? Give a Why? Fuck. Because it was people I, every all actors are important. Everybody's starting their career. But it told me that they did not take it seriously with how they were casting it. They were just casting any old body. And then I was just really angry and confused about the Melina casting because I was like, okay, um, I don't hear anything about how you're casting Katana. They didn't, well, I'll get to that in a second. They didn't do the thing I thought they were going to do, but I was worried that they were going to do a specific thing with Melina that they didn't. They did something other else that was sideways. But anyway, I had very terrible expectations about this movie so much so that I wanted to start my Friday with that as to not ruin my Friday night. Wow. So I ended the I ended the Friday with Cap, Captain and Winter Soldier, Captain America and Winter Soldier. Then the scene, the first scene happens. They know who to start with. They start, they start with the the, the flagship character, the guy who everybody recognized. You could be a 65-year-old grandmother, you know who the fuck Scorpion is. They start with him, and I'm like, oh shit. I look at him and I'm like, yeah. This might be good. I think I think Kaneda is a bit old for this part. I can never remember his name. I just know he was Kaneda from Sunshine. And I make my and I make my Sunshine joke. Kaneda, what do you see? That my boyfriend is absolutely tired of hearing, but I make it every time I see him. And so I'm thinking, eh, Kaneda's a bit old to be Scorpion, but whatever. All right. Oh, he has an extra baby. I'm sure that's going to be not relevant at all. That he has this extra baby that nobody ever heard of. He had a wife and a son that got killed, and his clan got killed. This new baby, obviously, she's going to mean something, but whatever. I was thinking, like, oh, the fight choreography is good. It's slow. I mean, like, physically, the movements were very slow because I think I'm just used to rapid fire John Wick Marvel, everybody. It's almost like dancing. And so, but, but, but by the time they got to the end of that scene, I was invested. And then the rest of the movie happened. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of my review. Okay. Danny K. <laughs> Same Danny, question as always. I, I am completely with Tanya, and I am not a person that even understands Mortal Kombat love whatsoever. <laughs> I remember it as an arcade game when I was about seven years old. That's all I know. I had no idea there was a lore and a history and the characters and all that. And yet when I watched this film, that opening stuff, I was like, I might actually enjoy this. And the only thing I enjoyed for the rest of the film was the Australian fella. Kano, Kano, Kano. I know, I'm so ignorant in all these names. I'm, I'm sitting here going, Tanya, you're going to have to explain who, who that character was again. Which, which character was she? Yeah, so 
him. The best character I loved in the him. Movie. Every time yeah. he was on the screen, I was happy. Anytime there was anything else, I was bored. And so I was. He was the best character in the first like one. But was he? Is that like real to life? Come on, give me a break. Game? Okay. <laughs> I like Johnny Cage in the first one. I think he was my guy. I was, was told. He in this one? No! 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 no, no. <laughs> That's and who people they have been end. fighting when for they Ryan says, Reynolds to it's play. Like they're him. going to Hollywood. They're going to Hollywood, and then they show like the poster Johnny Cage. Oh, that's who. Oh, please don't get Ryan Reynolds because I like Ryan Reynolds, and if he's in a film like this, I might be really disappointed. Well, people have suggested it, and then he released a Mint Mobile like still, which was him like pixelated as Johnny Cage, and his life bar was like Mint Mobile or something. Are they going to step up the casting for the rest of it? Because then I might give the sequel. Apparently, it's probably they're probably going to be a sequel because they made a lot of money and the reviews aren't terrible, so the sequel probably will happen. I think there'll be a sequel. Um. But fun. Yeah, uh, apparently, a fun fact about Kano in the first movie is Kano in the in the video game wasn't Australian. It's just there is a a, a guy. Um, I'm gonna fuck this up. I know that people who are Scottish are also British. This this person was English. An English actor did an Australian accent, and bam, they retconned it so that Kano was Australian. That's how good a job the original Kano did. That is what from what what I understand. So in the movie, in the movie, in the first movie. So he made, he's the one who made the canon of the Australia accent. Yep. Okay. Because he was such a, like, I guess being an asshole in Australian accent is just so interesting to watch that people just thought like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Right. So yeah. So I I have heard that, that Kano was the only thing kind of tethering people to this shit show of a production. He was so good. He's the the only thing I enjoyed other than that opening sequence that you talked about there, Tanya. I actually quite enjoyed that and had high hopes. And then my hopes were dashed until the Aussie fella came in. So that's me. Sorry, Jonesy. Not sorry. You're shaking your head. <laughs> Did you oh, like I, the rest of it? Me or Tanya? Yeah. Uh, I agree with both of you. I was shocked how uh, steep the fall was after that opening scene. Because while I agree with Tanya that it was slow, I also felt like it was grounded, which I liked. Um, and so I thought that that would mean that there was a little bit more realism and the fights for the most part were very practical. Every time Scorpion and Sub-Zero were on screen, I was into it. Um, I enjoyed what I saw. And Kano, I, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I'm going to hate this motherfucker. Like he sucks. And then his first lines in the actual movie, I was laughing my ass off. Like my favorite scene from and I, I don't think it's my favorite but the one where i laughed the loudest was when cole was like oh you know where's your mark she's like i don't have a mark and then off screen this dude's like womp <laughs> <laughs> i was like i laughed way too hard at that just way too hard at that and then from then on i was just like all right i, I think i'm on board with this dude um but then the rest of the movie just wasn't good and i think that for me the biggest problem was cole um for oh he was boring as fuck not only was he boring like the shit that he did make it didn't make any sense and it's weird that i would expect it to because given the context that we're talking about right this is a movie where people from different planes of reality fight but it doesn't make any sense to me that he just like had this weird broke ass black panther suit and his superpower turned out to be getting his ass kicked like that was the (laughs) thing and then his decision matrix was like I'm going to leave my family so the monsters don't find them. Oh, I suck at this. I'm going to go home. And then the monsters find him. And it's like, you literally left and you don't even know how to defend yourself. And you went back to avoid the thing that ended up happening anyway. And I was just like, I I can't. I'm not on board with any of this. It was too boring and dumb for me to even hate. Like, I didn't even hold. I thought them (sighs) not making Johnny Cage the central character character was different. 
And I I was kind of like, okay, because I mean, to me, that the fact that they were the central characters in the original game was kind of, well, I know it had to do with John claude Van Damme, but it was still like, okay, this is a Kung Fu game, but video games in the 90s were still like white teenage boy territory. So you had to have a central character. Hmm? That's Street Fighter. You say Jean Claude Van Damme. He, no, the game was made for, are you sure? No, the, the Mortal Kombat was supposed to be John Claude Van Damme, but he backed out at the last minute. Was it? Yeah. And so that's then it was weird. just regular He would people. do that? That's weird. I mean, he didn't. Oh, oh I no. think that's why he ended up in the Street Fighter movie, because I think he kind of saw what happened. That's me. That's conjecture. But I'm hmm. nearly positive that John that Johnny Cage was based on John Claude Van Damme, and they wanted him to be in the game, and he was like, I don't know. That's crazy. So, I didn't know that. So yeah, so I so even the fact that they okay Johnny Cage is, isn't the central character, having thirty years of lore and having thirty years of appreciation of how funny Johnny Cage is, then it becomes like okay now it's less about him just being he's the central white guy character. He's the funniest, most entertaining character, yeah. character to watch. He's always the he always has the best banter in all the games. He always has the best intros in all the games. And so okay, they're they're doing this this way. We'll see. And I was expecting that, okay, this is going to be the, the thing. They tethered it on this new guy who's not even the DLC of anything. He's from nowhere. And he's going to make it suck. And I was like, wow, he's too boring for me to even be angry at. His character is too underwritten for me to even be annoyed or frustrated at. Because it's like, what the fuck are you even doing here? And this, oh, you're a descendant from blah, blah, blah. That doesn't have anything to do with how this lore works. Actually, let me back up. Mortal Kombat as a game is so old. How old is it? The main characters... <laughs> And I have children that are the same age. Johnny Cage and Jax Briggs have adult children. And I played this as a very young teenager. And I have an adult child the same age. They didn't have to, they didn't have to pull it, huh? Hold on. Yo. The the fictional characters have kids your age? Yes. Yeah. They do. I don't know what that means. I'm saying. They're, They're old. They didn't have to grab people. They didn't have to make up a, a fictional descendant of Scorpion. When the characters actually have young rando people that they just they just introduced within the last like five or six years. Oh, in the game world. In the game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like I'm saying well, they had enough well, lore that they didn't have to just make this shit okay. up. My because I, I, I don't know anything about Mortal Kombat. I thought maybe these characters were frozen in time. So I was very confused. I'm like you realize no, that no, they're just it's old. not Street Fighter. They're just 20, old. you realize like 20, 30 years didn't have to pass in order for them to have kids your age. Just saying. I'm throwing that out there. Like what that could have happened at any point. Yes, but I'm saying the fact that they chose to do that that way, it sticks out okay. to me. It sticks out to me as a child okay. who played the game that I'm watching like, oh shit, how fucking old am I that I have me and these characters that I kind of semi grew up with have adult kids. I'm a middle-aged person playing a fighting game with a child of a character that I grew up with that looks like my own child who's an adult. I'm saying I'm having, I'm having a moment and illustrating that's how long the lore is. That's how detailed they've gone into it. That it's old enough that they thought, okay, you know what? Let's get let's get some of them married off. Let's get some other people doing stuff. And why did they? So why did they have to create this really boring, stupid person when they have interesting people they could have pulled from their own canon who have interesting full backstories, including Ooh. Johnny Cage. So I think the argument that they would try to make is they wanted to start this from the beginning, so you For get who? to see. For me, I don't know. I'm saying, I'm saying that that's what they would try to say. I, look, I don't know. They would succeed in saying it. I guess. Um, I do think that you're right because from as a Cole exists as a point of view character mostly, right? So we could have all like exposition and explain like this is what the term is for, and this is all this other stuff, and blah blah blah. 
I think that she would have more emotional buy-in if like what Tanya is saying is true. If like it was Johnny Cage's kid and he, they're like, hey, and because it's a girl, right? It's it's so it's the daughter of Cassie Sonya. Cage, she's Johnny. the daughter of yeah. Johnny and Sonya. And there's an extra thing about that. I'm going to let you finish your point, but there's an extra also important thing about that that also. <laughs> but to that point, like if you wanted to have that conversation and exposition, I feel like having it with your own kid and having people who have grown up with and having that connection with Johnny Cage and he's talking to his own kid would create its own emotional connection. And I think that would work just as well, certainly better than what they did. So uh, it's a weird choice, especially given that. And I feel bad because Louis Tan has been trying to get on for so long, so long. And this is his shot. And goddamn, man. I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I would watch him in some other stuff. He did what he could do with what he was given. I wasn't angry at a single actor in that movie. Especially Kanika. But um, so this other extra angle that they added that they just manifest powers all of a sudden that mm-hmm. Kano didn't have an implant for a damaged eye because right. a completely wasted reptile put his eye out. He got angry at because he, he couldn't have his egg roll in line. He sprayed <laughs> eye right. all over the place. So the only person, the only character, as far as I know, and please, if somebody is listening to the podcast and they know something i don't know please put in the comments to my knowledge the only person who magically manifested a power out of emotion was johnny cage's daughter she was fighting the end boss and generated his green mediterranean power flame and she there's a line in the game where she says holy shit it is genetic and then she beats the boss's ass nobody else manifests powers this way she's the only person to do so i don't know why they added this to the movie they could have just, they really could have just shot for shot film the, the, the cutscenes from the 10th game and would have had an absolutely stellar movie. And I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know enough about the lore to even try to respond. Cause what I do remember from the first game is that. It's the most polite way I've ever been called a nerd. <laughs> no, no, like I just. <laughs> the fuck you're talking about? I can't. I'm going to say this thing. Because <laughs> well, I remember them having abilities, but I don't know enough about the lore to know where. Johnny Cage got his, I'm sorry, where uh, the Shadow Kid came from or where Liu Kang, yeah, shut up, where (laughs) Liu Kang got his fire from or any of that. Because I do, like, I think I remember in this movie, Sonya Blades was the purple circle thing. And that seems true to the first game, but I don't know where that comes from. I, I don't know. Scorpion's rage comes from being a revenant and being mad at. Yes. Behind for killing his family. All of his fire and anger is literally... He made him so mad that he turned into a revenant that burns people alive. Right. And what is the other one? Um, who's the other person that has magical shit? Oh, uh, Katana. And Katana is a 10,000-year-old Adenian princess from another realm. So it's basically like there are all these other magical realms. It's more like a fa- it's a fantasy plot. So it doesn't matter where the humans get their powers from because it's a fan, which is why Sonya and Jax are in the military. Yeah. They're in special forces. Their power is they're powerful humans. The Kung Fu people are powerful Kung Fu people. The aliens are 10,000 years old. They're half their forearm and they turn Goro into a Hulk. He's like yeah. the prince of a realm. And he's, a, he think he thinks like he's an intelligent leader character. He's not a person you keep in a fucking barn until you unleash him like the yeah. Hulk. What the fuck were they doing? What the Again, fuck were they doing? he was better in the first movie. He was better in the first movie. Ugh, makes no sense. Um, who hasn't said what they have we, has said I've done all the talking and I've <laughs> Jammer, why don't you go ahead? I thought this movie was kind of fun. 
I knew you were gonna say I, that. I thought it was fine. Like it wasn't great, but um, I think I also <laughs> I turned off for camera. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great, but like um, so at the end of it, I was just like, yeah, sure, fuck it, I'll watch another one. That's kind of how I felt. So wait, um, before you go on, before you go on, I actually came to the same conclusion. I was like, I don't like this movie, but I'd watch another one. <laughs> like it seemed fun like i had a good time watching it like it was the thing is i well here's my big concern with mortal Kombat. is this someone who doesn't really love the uh the games that much and i know when the uh that web series came out what was it the early two, 2010s or something mm. whatever oh, that was um machinima and they they had those edged freaking edgelord you know blood and gore it was like yeah mortal Kombat needs to be that i'm like this is boring and edgy oh, for no reason was it yeah, Legacy? Yeah, Mortal Kombat Lessie. Legacy. Um, and I was just like, this is just kind of boring. It's just blood and guts. There's nothing happening. It's dark. I don't care. And this one, I was just like, this one has that Hollywood sheen to it that I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll watch that. You're I had insane. a good time. You're insane. Yeah. And um, hold on. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, the main character was boring. There was a lot of problems. Kano carried a lot of the movie for me in terms of entertainment value. Um, I thought the fight scenes were overall fun. Except at the very end, that was really weird. It's like, hey, uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and uh, attack these people one at a time because Raiden could take us anywhere. I'm like, why not just attack them all one at a time all and once. then go to the yeah. other one all at once and then go to the other one. Because they're good guys and they don't do that. And go to another one. It made no sense to me. Um, and also, I it's been so many years since I've seen you know the original Mortal Kombat. I don't even remember. I was like, did we never see a tournament? I don't know. I don't remember if we see a tournament in the original movie. Yeah, that's what the whole movie is. Well, I know that's why I was like, like I was three quarters of the first movie is a tournament. That's what I thought, and I was just like, "How come there ain't no tournament? Where's the tournament at?" And it wasn't there. We gotta have because we got four movies. The dude that plays Behan is signed on for like four fucking movies, man. You gotta get there. It's a journey. Okay. Well, my point is that I was expecting there'd be a tournament, and there wasn't. It was kind of disappointing, but uh, I don't know. I still uh, overall I had a pretty fun time. It was fine, and I'd still I watched the other one. The main character was boring, but yeah. I think overall, I would probably skew slightly on the positive side. Like, I think the Rotten Tomato score kind of reflects my thoughts personally, where it's like, is it good? It's like, eh, but it's kind of fun. It's like, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see Johnny Cage, however they, they decide to go forward with that. And wherever the series goes, the lore itself was kind of stupid, but whatever. It doesn't need to be smart to be entertaining. You guys see? Surprised. Um, I think people people like the fact that the first Mortal Kombat is like widely considered before. I think Detective Pikachu, like it was the best video game movie, and it was cheesy it was and crappy. Yeah, that's the terrible. point. Yes, it was terrible, it's not terrible. It's but people terrible. still loved it. And so I even back then, without the Marvel Cinematic Universe to anchor my expectations on, I still watched that movie thinking they just don't give a fuck, do they? And I remember being disappointed with the first one. And again, what? I will I will oh, recognize. That this is a me thing and not an everybody else thing. That even though I'm the person who's not the fantasy fan, I feel like they could Game of Thrones this very easily with the stuff that's going on in here. Who, yeah, who, yeah the Lord, the Lord is dumb. So is everybody. A whole bunch of random people fighting over a fucking chair. But why watch that shit until I couldn't watch it anymore? So, I, so if you get into a fantasy mindset, the lore is fine. But like just the fact that people keep it. People are okay with this being a campy, dumb street fighter type video game movie. And that's what they're just going to keep cranking out because people are okay just being disappointed by it. And I don't, I mean, I, so yeah, I'm never going to get my, I'm not going to get my Lord of the Rings from this. So I just have to accept that. I'm sorry. Um, shut up. Shut up. 
So it's funny. I said that I will watch another genuine. one. Here, here's my asterisk. Here's my asterisk. Do you guys remember uh, Annihilation, Mortal Kombat Annihilation? You mean when Johnny Cage got his neck snapped in the first minute and a half? That's it. That's it. Like, so I... if they do that to Cole, I'm on board. Wow. I need Cole to die like at the first. Hold on, hold on. Hmm. Yeah, I, feel, I was really bad saying this. Yes. No, no fat shame intended, but I always love the fact that Johnny Cage, like he's a different guy. And they're like, hey, just get the, let's get the grip. And it's like, well, the grip is like 40 pounds heavier. Fuck it, get the grip. And Dylan let's him. go ahead, just replace him, put some sunglasses on him and snap his neck really quick. And then we'll call it a day. They should have just is... got an actual crash test dummy and just watch it. Just like stand in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I just want to happen because they don't need him anymore, right? They need him as an entry point to this. So the same way in Hellboy, uh, Hellboy 2, the point oh, of view I character. Well, for Hellboy 2, the point of view character from the first one, they were like, oh yeah, we sent that guy to Alaska. No further mention of the yeah. guy that was the main character from the first one. I just do that. That's all was, I want. Like, well, it was like the oh, kid yeah. on Family Matters that went upstairs to a room and never came back down. Never came back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. As long as you do it at the co-op. Yeah. Go, <laughs> was, or what the fuck? The thing that on The Simpsons, Pookie went to his back back to his home yeah. planet. Oh, Pookie! Yeah, my, my Pookie went back. I must his... go back to my Wait. home world now. <laughs> you... no. So here's the thing: you're you're not on Twitter anymore that I know of. I no shit literally tweeted that. I'm going to send it to you. I you did that for Cole. Yeah, I miss, I miss all the good memes on Twitter. No, you don't. On Twitter anymore. Do I, you're, so you're, you're, here's the funny you're thing. without it. Uh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. That's so, so anyway, um, Nick, you haven't said a thing. No. How do you I, feel? Yeah, you're the video game guy. Yeah, I've never played Mortal Kombat, though. I've never seen any of the movies. You are no longer the video game guy. <laughs> oh, you know, you're the, the he's, the, he's the young guy, and it just made me feel like Nobody gives a shit about this except people. He's not that young. He's my age. Yeah. How old are you two? I'm 33. 33. Youngins. Youngins. No, Nick's opinions have aged him in my brain to like 24. I always think of him His opinions are just so goddamn bonkers. And I'm just like, you got, you did, you're a Gen Z. I was about to make a Gen Z joke at your expense. And that shit wouldn't have even made sense. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> with your opinion. With your Gen Z opinion. I've not seen it uh any of it before and not knowing any of the lore and i had some questions about the lore but tanya answered most of it <laughs> through, her, through her complaints <laughs> um it reminded me the most of the most recent remake of power rangers where it's like i wasn't familiar with the franchise i was like this is fine this is fun and it's the same thing where like nothing happens until the third act and they're all like we know how to morph now and these mm. guys are like i just got my powers in the third act and I don't know. It was just an enjoyable movie from a franchise I don't care about. Like it was it wasn't bad, it wasn't good. It was just like I watched that. I love that your entry point into your opinion is the Power Rangers movie, another movie that also sucked. And you're using that to say that. So I just I love that. Well, I mean, neither of them are good. here's the thing. I neither kind of, of agree with terrible. Nick because to me, my greatest fear in a movie like this is I'm just gonna be bored and not gonna care. Yeah, this but I wasn't bored. Fun. I was watching. I was like, I'm having a good time watching it. And I kind of felt the same way with Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I see funny. it. I agree, Power Rangers Nick. and that are can't be a shit. Like, just because you all agree with each other doesn't make you right. I mean, right. I, I think it it's just, just to be clear. That's not how that works. That's how it works. Opinion if there were 10 of you, you'd still be wrong for saying the same wrong, dumb shit. Like, you have dumb a mob movie. instead of an angry mob. You just, you have like plastic sport. You have sporks instead of pitchforks. That's how much I did. So, <laughs> my only more questions left. Are the t- is the tattoo a thing or the birthmark a thing? No. Okay. Yeah, that's that what I was talking about with the lore. By the way, the when tournament. I said the lore was dumb, it was that. 
And I was just like, I didn't think that was part of the lore. It's and not. I was like, I was like yeah. are you defending the lore of this movie? Because this lore, I feel like, is kind of dumb and it's not from the games. No, I'm defending the lore of um, there's a, an intergalactic fighting championship to decide who gets invaded. Oh, that's fine. They're, they're I was talking at, about like, the tattoo That's the stuff. lore that people say is dumb. Yeah, fighting tournaments to, yeah, they have fighting tournaments and the person who wins doesn't have their realm invaded by a more powerful whatever. Okay, that and, nothing about that sounds, maybe that just says more about my mentality that, that none of that sounds weird to me. It sounds like a video mm-hmm. game plot. And then they started giving all these people extra depth and, and building on that, the world building for each world. And just, oh God, yeah. And that's what they I was most surprised that by, shit. is that I did expect them to get to a tournament by a certain point. Basically, the one planet was just attacking Earth, right? And then that one, all that one planet's soldiers died doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Except for Scorpion, obviously back. Are they going to revive everyone? Do you think? Probably. Like they, were, they bring out Scorpion. I'm mean, not Scorpion. Sub Zero, like they're going to re- revive him instantly. I mean, that part actually makes sense. Somebody made a point of saying, like, Hell is just another realm. I'm just going to go get him. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that okay. is that is the thing. People don't actually die. They, I think only one person actually died, and that was Melina. And that's when you had the nerd campaign to bring her back. Oh, Melina! This was the thing that was making me Which uncomfortable. One was the one with the teeth. Okay. The uh, the venom yeah. type. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So she is a clone of Katana, who is a ten thousand year old Adenian princess. Adenian being another realm. And so I'm, I'll save you all the details, but. Is he Shang Tsung? Since people keep, since TikTok keeps yelling at me about it's Shang Chi, not Shang Chi. Now I feel like Shang Tsung. I thought it was Shang. I don't know now. I don't know now. I don't know now. I'm gonna say Shang Tsung just to be safe. But I've been pronouncing it Shang Tsung for thirty years. So Shang Tsung made a clone of Katana and mixed her with Tarkatan, which is like if you've ever seen the video game character that looks like a burn victim with nasty teeth. That is Baraka. And so, so she's basically a clone of Katana and Baraka, but in every game, it's always the same actress. It's always the same actress. They just draw teeth on the other one. And so (laughs) I said, okay, they got a black actress to do this. That's interesting casting. Are they gonna have her on the side of a white katana because she's dark because she has animal beast, man-eater cannibal blood in her? Like it's just gonna, or is she gonna be katana without the teeth? And so I thought, okay, this is going to be problematic casting because I never heard anything about was Katana casting. Katana wasn't even in the movie. They made Melina a henchman. Yeah. So, which is wasted. Given, given all of the back, the fan backlash about having her back to have her just like a Shang Tsung henchman was just weird. Natara came from fucking, I don't, even, I don't even think I played a game that Natara was in. So, so, is that like, the wings? Natara? Yes, the dragon lady. There's like, oh, wait. I do have positive things to say. Cabal. <laughs> Cabal. It's pulling a nick somehow. Right here. Yeah, all right. Cabal was great. Kung Lao had the best entrance. His who's, entrance who's Cabal? with that, uh, Cabal is the the fast the, guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, okay. Um, that kind of lured Kano. Bet you didn't see that fight. coming. That guy. That guy. And of course we did. And so, uh, and Kung Lao was a guy with a hat who came in like fabulous flourish with a spinny hat with the fat uh, the hat with the blade. So I was actually pleased, and Kung Lao is, besides Katana, my favorite character in the whole series. So I was happy with the way that what they he did. He did have him. the best fatality. And they, yeah, with the, it was, yeah, they just had that one character in. They, they put characters in, just, they put Reptile in to kill him. They put Natara in to kill him. They gave him the good fatality. But it, it just, they didn't, it's like they had all this stuff and they didn't know what to do with it. So they made up some other, it's like this game was, this movie was done by people who never played the game and didn't know anything about it except get over here. Mm. That's all they knew. But yeah, so I did have those two positive things to say. I did like Kung Lao. I did like um, Cabal, even though he barely did anything. But 
Is it weird that the characters said their own shit? Like, not their yes. own, but it was like, Kano uh, wins. Fla- yeah, flawless yeah. victory. Like, you don't well, expect you a do fucking that. announcer to say it. I, 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 <laughs> I thought it was cute. Yes, the announcer funny. says it literally. When Shao Kahn is the game announcer, he's the person who says it. But I'm saying oh, it. So there is no game, game announcer. There's no tournament. There's no tournament. Game, tur- well, the game is the tournament in my mind. Like the tournament announcer yeah. is the person who says that this person won. No, I get so it. In the original, so so I'm, a, I'm aware of, of that. In but... the original, Shang Tsung was the one that said it in the first one. You're like, ah, oh, that was that he did the thing from the game. Yeah, and it, it came off better. Okay. Okay. So did you hear? You, did y'all read about the thing with the guy? Scott Cyborg and his complaints about Joss Whedon making him say a catchphrase. And yeah, Scott, Scott Cyborg? Scott, is that, is that a person? That guy Ray is Fisher. Cyborg. Yeah. Ray oh, Fisher. Guy, I, I, keep, okay. I keep wanting to call him Ray Parker. That is the Ghostbusters theme guy. <laughs> Ray Fisher. It made me think of Ray Fisher when he was trying to beg Joss Whedon, please don't make me say booyah. I don't want to be the only person with a catchphrase. I'm the only black dude in the movie. Don't make the black dude have a catchphrase. Catchphrases are cheesy and you don't need them for a movie of this tone. And Joss Whedon, Joss gonna Joss and made him say it. Say the line, yeah. You don't need the catchphrases. You don't need the catchphrases. And maybe using a Zack Snyder movie as a reference, given it's dark and Warner Brothers and they're all, you know, sad Warner Brothers. I've, t- I've talked enough. I talked a lot. That's why you're on the Mortal Kombat episode. That's why, I'm on, that's why I asked to come back. That's why you finally came back because we had the How bait. many hours have we just been talking about me? me? How, how many hours have I been going just on how disappointed I am? Making and it doesn't matter if disappointed because other people liked it. So it, we'll just keep cranking this bullshit out until it annoys enough people. It'll, until we have another annihilation where people are like, ugh. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm okay. I'm okay. Positive. I'm okay with the second the second uh, movie being more in line with what you want. I'm not married to saying this is what the movie needs to be. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have watched this movie if it wasn't for this podcast. So you guys are responsible yeah. for this, for giving I'm the viewership. Sorry. You could have told me we're not watching it. And I was just like, okay, no, I wouldn't have I said accept that. that. And it's the most watched, I believe. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't of, like Warner Brothers HBO Max this year. Really? Like it beat Godzilla. It beat Wonder Woman. It beat, uh, it beat Wonder Woman. Justice League. It beat not- Wonder Woman. That, that, is, yeah, that is incredible. Me. That is Wonder, incredible. Justice League is at the bottom of that list. Well, so Justice League, I get because I feel like the length is a barrier to entry. I'm shocked about Wonder Woman. I yeah. didn't watch Wonder Woman. And I'm not going back to finish that last hour. It's not good. He made his point. Yeah. I don't know. The, oh, the ending is really good. I will say that. The climax. Like Justice of League? Justice League, it's really good. It is really good. The thing good. that everybody was complaining about with the, with the Flashpoint thing? No. Uh, the fight. What, what do you mean? We live in a society. No, I'm not talking about that. No, yeah, no, I'm talking about uh the finale no. is really good with Steppenwolf and uh yeah with Steppenwolf. Oh, and, and I actually I gotta give it to Jammer. It's a really, really good ending. You should jump. I to thought that. you were saying that the flashpoint ending was good, and I was no. like, I have not heard a single person say that that makes no, sense. That was stupid. With the, it was fine, like whatever. I I the way they utilize yeah, Flash fine. and Cyborg though in that in that climax is so good. Jump to that. I, I think you would enjoy that. Because it, it, it is definitely different than the original. And not only is it different, it's, to me, no pun intended, leagues better. It's not to you. It's to everybody. It's objectively better. I'm sorry. I hate, to, I hate to say objective with anything, but it's objectively better. I, I can't imagine going to The Flash, seeing what he does in the Snyder Cut, and being like, you know what? Let's have him do this other thing. Let's have him push a family to safety. We'll save that Russian family. Yeah. <laughs> Just I don't see Russian family. What's Superman doing? Shit. Saving that Russian family. What's Flash doing? Saving that Russian family. God damn it. We have an intergalactic threat here. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, at least Fuck that there family. was, there you was, a, I didn't, that close. 
I didn't like Zack Snyder's vision of Superman, but at least it's, I can say, you know what? I don't like Paul and who's that guy who does those really, the um, Life Aquatic. W.S. Anderson? Yeah. Oh, no, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Anderson. Oh, I was thinking of Paul W.S. Anderson. He did Event Horizon. (laughs) Okay, way different. Okay, I I swear I'm going to make a point. At least when a person has a singular vision, I can say, I don't like that vision, but this is fine. This is objectively good. So I can say, I just don't like Zack Snyder's vision for how he made Superman all mopey and shit, but I, I'm not going to say that Justice League was bad. We're, this is relevant because Mortal Kombat is a Warner Brothers property. Mm. Yeah, really Based quick. On, Paul W.S. Yeah. Anderson is not that filmmaker you thought. He, Paul W.S. Anderson did the Resident Evil movies. He didn't do Event Horizon 2? I don't think so. I'll look this up. Event Horizon. That sounds way too high quality. No, he did. No, he, he did do yeah. Event Horizon. That sounds yeah. way too high quality. <laughs> I still want to know what's going on with the TV show. What TV show? Mortal Kombat? That's your movie to- no, no, not Mortal Kombat. Oh, I thought the- there's an Event Horizon TV show? There was supposed to be. <gasps> that would be amazing. But I haven't heard anything about it since last time. year. Oh, sh- should we? Should I shut the fuck up and sum up my Mortal Kombat opinion? Watch the animated film. The- Warner Brothers is notoriously better at doing animated films mm-hmm. than live action films. Watch the animated the Scorpion one. Scorpion one? Yep, it was incredible. Skip this one. Surprise, we didn't watch for the podcast. I thought we did. Didn't I talk? I, you know what? Was I high and drunk? Did I just sit on this microphone and talk about that movie with <laughs> with nobody? I could have sworn. <laughs> I don't remember watching it, but I remember. I, I remember know. reviewing it. I don't remember seeing it because this is feel like the first Mortal Kombat. Maybe you just maybe we watched separate things that week and we just talked about them or something. I don't know. So maybe, maybe, maybe. I think we intended to, but I don't remember. We were doing. I think we were doing that quite a bit when that movie out because this was pre-pandemic. Wow, time. And um, that was during the pandemic that we were. Was doing. it? So, yeah, time. Time doesn't yeah. exist anymore. But I know I reviewed wow. that movie for something, so it's somewhere. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So you guys want to hear this? Yes. I don't know if it's still happening, but this is from October of last year. Uh, Adam Wingard was serving as director, executive producer alongside Event Horizon's original producers, Larry Gordon and Lloyd Levin for the Amazon TV show. Well, he's a little busy now. Yeah, he is. He got a second project this week. So I'm Son actually kind of Kong. excited about that. So this is happening. So it's not happening then? No, no. So that was in October. It, it seems like it's still happening, but Anderson is not involved. That's the only thing. Much plot could you pull from? It's gonna be a horror show. How much plot could you pull from that? Well, I would imagine if I were doing it, that going into the black hole could be a thing, right? Like, what's on the other side of that? What is the thing that made everybody else super fucked up when they went through the hole? That sounds expensive. It does. Amazon spends a lot of money on their shit. Look at the Lord of the Rings show, but not their UI. Yeah, right. I love Fucking Invincible. I love Invincible. Uh, I love Invincible too. It's so good. Anything else to say about uh, Mortal Kombat? We've, we've already drifted away from it. We're all more excited about Event Horizon than we are. Well, Mortal they drifted Kombat. away from the plot, so I can drift away from the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? I, I shared oh. a link in the chat, Tanya. You can watch the Flash scene from uh, the Justice League movie. Yeah, no! Just watch, watch it in context. Watch the movie. I mean, yeah, it's better in context, but she's not going to go back and watch an hour movie. No point. I just say watch that last part. Like, Get to the fight scene when Superman shows go up. Go the second last chapter. I, I like how you're like he's like watch it in context except no no don't watch it in context just watch the scene no that no, I no. like if you, the scene oh, makes I no like sense context is like I mean I feel like I've watched three enough reviews long. and enough people talk about it that I can probably put together what the context for this is so good so good but it's anyway. really good Superman fighting Steppenwolf also gives me chills like the music and the boom it's like yeah this is what I not wanted impressed. not this bullshit I'm a Did big fan not of impressed? justice 
So he says that's what he said. That's what he says in the movie. No, I wasn't saying that about the scene. I was quoting Superman. Oh, oh my god, man, begin with the Nick opinions that are all over the place. Welcome back, Tony. Welcome back. (laughs) Seven out of ten. I hate it. Big fan of justice. Do you understand? (laughs) Zero out of ten would not recommend. (laughs) What? I'm just laughing at Nick. Oh, I, I didn't hear what he said. Oh. It says seven out of ten is a good review. It Are you fucking review. kidding me? Oh yeah, right. All right. So here's the thing: seven out of ten is not the same as a C for me. I was gonna say that's a D. Oh, that's I adjusted it to seven America. out of ten. Okay, what is it in letter grade then? I don't. I hate when we use fucking letter fucking, grades. It's the it's worst way to review a movie. You should disagreed. give it stars or some, just numbers out of ten. Why? Stars. A, B, well, C, fine. D, it's a C, E. That's a 7 fine. Out of 10 is a C. In... No, it's not. That's bullshit logic. You need to fucking do your shit correctly. It's not because 5 is average. It's middle of the road. If you got 50% of the test, that's an F. That's not the same thing. See, but that's it's the thing. He scale. keeps saying it's the letter grade is bad. Yeah, that's why he keeps going to that. That's why I don't like the letter grade. It's not one-to-one. Okay, in my day job, I only need 51% evidence to decide one way or another. And it's like, you know, but 51% is still baby. weak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need a preponderance of evidence. And it's 50, it's 5149. But that still doesn't make it. That doesn't mean I'm watching. I was going to watch Mortal Kombat a second time just to like be really even. Yeah. Just, Ooh, why you hate yourself? Just to, to, just to be, because you know what? I haven't been here in a while. I want to have some intelligent opinions and some intelligent things to say. And I ended up just getting upset and venting like I did on all other shows I was on. So I guess in a sense, I, you know, <laughs> I was more authentic rather than say anything intelligent. I just yelled until people glazed over. Yeah, I, I think I'm just annoyed because I felt like this had a lot of potential. Like, so again, potential. every time I saw Sub-Zero on screen, I was like, I like this. And then when he wasn't on screen, I don't like it. I and if, you, if that's all you're going to do, just make a movie around him. If that's if that's all you're going to give a shit about, if that's the thing you're going to treat as important, then fuck everybody else. Just I do have a question. I do have a question. Here's the thing that confused me. There was a scene where he goes up to Shang Tsung and they're having a conversation and he calls him Bihan. He's like, don't call me that. Come call me Sub-Zero. It's like hundreds of years later <laughs> after the last time, like since we've seen him, what was it about every interaction before that where he just didn't feel comfortable saying like call me by my Until right name. we were watching them again yeah was this like a thandy newton thing we're oh, like no no no, no. I, that's not my name bitch it's- i will say this is absolutely <laughs> hilarious so behan in the new game he's noob cybot now because after yeah. he died he was resurrected as whatever undead specter he is and in i think he's in mortal kombat 11 and nobody calls him noob nobody calls him sub-zero everybody calls him behind like they just don't respect he's he's like the best fighter in the game but nobody respects him when they call him behind to his face even though that's no longer that's no longer his name so i don't know if they were trying to bring some attention to he's not going to be they're turning him in the noob and then Kwai Liang, who's going to be the new sub-zero because sub-zero was a title it's right. like a, he's head of the cryomancers and so i don't know if they were just making a point of like they're going to take his name away from him and make him something else but it, it was just like you're it it, it it's if you don't know that, then it's clunky. It's just people announcing themselves. Like you don't have Superman call himself Superman every twenty minutes. And the fact that I am Iron Man is a punchline because he said it twice in two very pivotal moments. Yeah, people don't just announce themselves as things. Steve is Steve. Captain America is Steve. Now he's Sam. Except he did say he was Captain America. Does that make it worse? Does that make it better or worse? Ooh, which thing? Which time? Sam. First. Who are you? I'm Captain America. Oh, yeah. People were comparing John Walker, telling people, I'm Captain America versus Sam. Saying, Sam. I'm Captain America. Okay, you want to know what? Because so, we're back to that. Do you know what that reminded me of? 
What? It's like when black people say I'm black and proud and white people say I'm white and proud and it's like, it just don't hit different. It's different. The context is just not there. <laughs> and do I have to explain to you why that's not the same? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it felt like to me. And I wondered if they did that on purpose since I mean, every, also, all their other metaphors were so literal. There's a difference between saying it confidently and then also be like, do you know who I am? I am Captain America. Yeah. Black Versus lives matter. Like, White lives matter. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think they did that on purpose. They knew exactly what they were doing because they know that we talk about this shit and down to inane details. It's, it was Mephisto all along. Mephisto made fucking Mortal Kombat <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Shut it down. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. Dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great content for your consumption on the website, lrmonline.com. Otherwise, who goes first? Nick, where can you be found? I'm uh, at Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter. I uh, write for the website. I also do Marvel Multiverse Mondays every Monday. We're going to do the Spider-Man films while we're in the drought between Marvel shows because No Way Home is going to be important later, as well these films possibly. So, yeah. Okay. I'm also here on the show, hopefully all the time. Hopefully all the time. Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter, at Jammer the Writer, and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. I lost track of what I was saying. Yeah, lots of weird and interesting pauses going on over there. It's because I, I, I like hiccuping right now. And oh, okay. That's like a Barack Obama speech. Did you lose your <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me be clear. No, yes. Did, did we lose the audio? Did we lose the beat? <laughs> did you lose me? Did I get lost? No. <laughs> Danny, where can you be found? I'll be right there on Twitter waiting for Jammer to finish that sentence. Uh, so I'm Kate Bartley in the Twitterverse. Uh, and on the Discord channel, dear listener, please come and jump in on the Discord channel with thoughts, feelings, and fears, especially around Mortal Kombat. That'd be awesome. Somebody being able to fight you, I'm sure. Tanya, do you want to be found? Can I plug my new private practice on here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. Um, Is that, now hold on, hold on. Do you want to do that? Is that weird? I don't know. I don't know. Power. Okay. Maybe. Okay, so I, I have a TikTok that has no videos on it, but I'm about to start <laughs> uploading videos of my dog at some point because he's a blue healer and he's funny. Um, I'm starting a private therapy practice that's going to be online only. So if you're a resident of the state of Washington, I'm probably actually going to send them information to advertising. And I, but you know what? I'm much kinder <laughs> as a therapist than as a psychologist. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat any of you like I just did this Mortal Kombat movie. I promise you won't. You're as terrible as Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy like Mortal Kombat. Why, why are you all over the place? Pick a fucking plot line. No, I promise. I'm, I'm, my, my work persona is closer to who I am as an actual person. Yeah, that's probably not true. Anyway, but <laughs> I'm good at my job and I'll, I'll send them information once my practice is up and running. So that's where you can find me. You can find me working a day job and on TikTok posting videos of my blue healer, Rhodey. Colonel Rhodes the War Machine. That is his name. Does he still have his little arc reactor? No, he grew out of it with his big, like, blue healer neck. But oh, yeah, it broke. But that. did you see it in the picture? Do you see it? I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, can see, I see a picture of a doge, but yeah. that's about it. And you can find me right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Yeah, yeah. Mission 
accomplished. Nice push. That's a Bush reference. No, that was a Mission Impossible reference. Oh, I committed to Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah we, we fully committed work. to the like, mission. Oh, did you? Oh, you're all just quoting random. Yeah, that was like you said that. You said that though. No. You said that. Yeah. Hey, Tanya. Tanya, have you I met? Said, have you met Oliver yet? Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.